This week on Three Sides of the Coin, ooh, is this a awesome behind-the-scenes discussion on a KISS project that got killed because KISS sent them a cease and desist. And it involves photos. And also there's some Blyern Maid, Maid, Maidlin. What's that? There's some Blyern Maidlin talk, too, or something. <laughs> And it's called Iron Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> this is Three Sides of the Coin, talking all things KISS. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Want to get your official Three Sides of the Coin logo and Shocker tee? Now you can. We ship worldwide. Get yours online at shop.threesidesofthecoin.com. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Three Sides of the Coin, the most loved and most hated Kiss and the podcast. most honest. And the most honest. I don't <laughs> know how you can be all of that. How can you and be loved awesome. and hated? Because we're so good. We are the best. Oh, yeah. The best of the best. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, w- quick, any comments, Tommy? Because... Actually, we've been getting some amazing feedback to the definition of a KISS fan episode that just hit. Yeah, um, there's actually so many to choose from. And I wanted to start off by saying that, you know, I get personal messages from time to time on on different shows and topics. But this week has just been over the top with people that are, are reaching out and saying, thank you for doing this recent episode which is we're talking about being a kiss fan because so many people apparently have been in that position where they feel like you know i'm not the same as somebody worthy as somebody else yeah you know and and i think that that's important to know that there are other people out there so that that email really moved a lot of people as well. So I would say rather than pick out one, because there's so many different ones on here, go on this week's, this past week's show, which is show number what? 340, no, 348. Yeah. Um, and, and read them all for yourself. Uh, you know, and, and I want to point out from that discussion, I went to Iron Maiden last night. I knew four, maybe five songs. It was a great concert. I don't own one CD. I don't own one T-shirt, but I was every bit an Iron Iron Maiden fan. You don't even know their name. You're not a real fan. (laughs) I was just as much of a fan (laughs) as the guy standing next to me in this. Okay, listen, here, here. To be a fan, you've got to at least know the name of the band. Iron Maiden. (laughs) Okay. Iron Maiden. Yes. But I was just as much of a fan being there as anybody else. And it's the same thing for Kiss or any other band. So, you know. Don't listen to the people that are going to be. Look, get off the couch, get to the gig and have some freaking fun, man. Well, yeah. And speaking of that too, one other thing I want to mention, because I know this is a long show 
is I also have received a couple of messages from people, thank you also, talking about how they took the chance, they went to a concert alone, yeah, and met fans there and had a blast, and they were really hesitant about going to a KISS show by themselves, and realized that, hey, this is okay, because I'm going to be talking to these people around me who are just fans like me, so congratulations to all my, of you, listen, that. my very first Kiss concert, Creatures of the Night tour, I went to alone because at that time none of my rock friends wanted to go see Kiss. I mean, it was evident by the ticket sales. I'm like, fuck that, I'm going, and I had a blast. Tommy, that that, that email from that gentleman made my freaking day, man. How cool was it? We we got a nice email to the show. From somebody, what Tommy just said, everything about and, it. But and we're sorry. We it just the stuff keeps coming through, and then we're working. We got all these things going on, so it's like to dig all that stuff out. It just kind of pops into your head. Yeah, so. that was that was awesome. I'm so happy that that you got off the couch, and I guarantee, much like you said, you had a big smile on your face, and ended up he went to like four or five shows, right? He no. went to well, actually, went there by was himself, two, and he, two different people that that messaged me one was that email and then another person emailed me saying yeah i went to i don't remember it was the brooklyn new york show or something by myself and met a bunch of cool kiss fans there and it actually turned out to be a lot of fun more fun than the last time i went with one of my friends who didn't care right yeah so so guys like i say all the time um get off your couch and go and and real quick i want to say um hello to all all the people i when i went to uh, buffalo over the weekend to the to um darian lake i had so much so many people come up to me and three sides and all this stuff thank you means the world man everybody who i ever see out at the shows who watches the show is everyone's so fucking cool so thank yeah. you it really means a lot to here i am in another state <laughs> mark three sides hey, thanks man thanks it's cool. awesome yep so without further ado though because let me tell you Today's one of them. This is going to go down in three sides history. I wait, you guys, you're in for a treat. We got two and a half hours of fascinating, fascinating kiss talk. Let me behind tell you, the, true behind the scenes discussion here. This is stuff that the three of us were going, oh my God, you know, when, when our guest was talking about it. So, so roll it. So let it roll. And you're going to love this. It's all about KISS photos. Hey, Three Sides fans. Um, Want to welcome Mr. Mark Scalatino to the show. Mark is an expert on KISS photography and uh, published this book a few years back called Vintage KISS Photos, 1974 through 1981. And I'm going to let him fill in the story about him publishing this book and the things that happened and his expertise in the KISS photo world. And um, first, uh, Mark, why don't uh, you introduce yourself to our audience and uh, tell them what you're all about. All right. Well, I've been a fan, you know, since 1975. Like it says in the book, a fan since 75 and a fanatic since 76. <laughs> um, yeah, my love of photography. I mean, I guess it's always been there. I, I, I was telling you know, I talked to Mike a little bit here and there the other day, and I think I love photography so much is because I never got a chance to see them in the 70s. And um, so I think the more I collect of different like concert shots and studio shots, I feel like I was there finally, if that makes any sense. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, growing up in South Philly, I mean, I was, 
you know, seven years old, I had chalk and, you know, drawn the logo in the street, you know, practicing the kiss signatures in the street, you know, like, <laughs> like, you know, all my friends did at that age, but all actually I was friends with people that were like five, six years older than me that were into them. And, uh, you know, obviously when I was in school in Philadelphia, I had a friend whose brother liked him was a little older and, you know, it was that exciting thing of exaggeration. I remember my friend telling me, he's like, guys, yeah, my friend saw kiss and Gene Simmons bass was 10 feet tall. And, you know, all this exaggerated things. I was like, wow, really? So, you know, I'm seven, eight years old, all excited and, and just seeing them and then hearing them. But see, I, I love them for the music before, you know, besides the visual, I love the music. And, you know, back then in 75, you know, I was in the Bay City Rollers, you know, Jackson 5, all the stuff that when you're, you know, eight years old and love music. I play the drums too, like Mark, by the way, since I was three years old, don't play anymore. But um, anyway, so my love of photography, I mean, just grew as I got older, you know, and I, you know, during the years, I would see different stores that don't exist anymore. Of course, that would sell these, I didn't know at the time, knockoffs of like black and white photos that were copies and dupes. And I'd be all excited, you know, just like seeing a magazine or something I never saw before. I'm like, oh my God, this is great. And I have big scrapbooks that I made um, over the years that, of course, I get punished now for ruining stuff. Like, you know, I'm sure you would cringe, Mark, as winning stuff from Jacques Auction and Lydia Chris, these newspaper clippings that were in her scrapbooks, I spray, you know, I spray mounted in mine. <laughs> so I have other people going, oh my God, that's worth $150. What did you do that for, dude? And I'm like, I wasn't even thinking of that. I never, when, yeah, I never you, back then you wouldn't think of anything. You were just a fan loving it. That was it. You ma- weren't collecting. Matter of fact, Mark, the other day, um, a kiss site who's a, who we can't talk about on here. <laughs> He's a friend of the show. Um, that mm-hmm. he, he posted a great article from the Detroit free press and it's a very uncommon photo. It was taken, I believe backstage, um, in January of 77, it's not a very common photo. And as a kid, I just cut that photo out of the newspaper and I didn't keep the article, you know? And now when I see that, I'm like, oh my God, I remember cutting that out. And now I'd more want the article than, than the photo, but it's, you know, it's, is what it is. But yeah, when we were kids, we didn't know any better. We just, you wanted something to post on your bedroom wall on your bedroom doors taped to the to the front cover of your folder for school i mean that's all we cared about yeah but the but the lydia chris stuff was you know like 2005 so i was old <laughs> enough to like <laughs> you know it's like but i never collected any i never collected kiss stuff with this stuff in mind going 30 years from now, I'm going to be able to sell this and get, you know, no mega one, bu- it's only no as you got older and eBay came. Yeah. And it's only as eBay came along and, uh, you know, ruined the kiss conventions for me. Cause like Mark, I was at every single one from 1987 till like 2002, you know, in New Jersey, New York area. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm the typical fan. I'm 52 now. I loved them since I was eight, nine years old. And I grew up with the same thing. Girlfriends giving me crap. Parents giving me crap. Um, you know, I, in high school, I had a friend who was a Kiss fan. We put the Best of Kiss magazine in our locker, and somebody would tear the pictures. I don't even know how they did that. Behind, you know, how they opened it to do it. Yeah, but getting ridiculed from '79 to '81, the whole spiel, man. The, I mean, I've just been down that road. But you know, again, like I think what, like Tommy was saying in another episode, I think with Eddie Tronkow, it's always Led Zeppelin in the Doors, 
And I got the same thing after The Elder came out. I, I moved from South Philly in 1978. My parents moved us into New Jersey. And when I went to go back a couple years later, and, you know, this is like after The Elder came out. And I'm like, yeah, I still love Kiss. And I'm, I'm seeing my old friends we would talk about, it, and they're like, ah, oh, you still like Kiss, man? I was like, you know, we like Zeppelin and the Doors, Kiss socks. You know, they cut their hair. They did this. They did that. And it's like, you know, I didn't know what to say. I mean, it was true, and I didn't love it at the time, but I never gave up. You know what I mean? So, yeah, all my friends that were, you know, a little my age and a little bit older, they they change and they just, you know, loyal for like a couple of years. You know, and I just, I'm even to this day after what happened to me and everything else I've been through. I still am passionate about it. And um, As but are I'm, we. I'm sorry. If I did, huh? As are we. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and again, like you've, you've talked about on other shows over the last 40 years, there's periods where I like a lot and periods, you know, obviously the original members was my heart and soul because that's when I liked them. But I loved Eric Carr. I, you know, I didn't, I went to all the shows up until, I don't know, 2000 and nine i saw sonic boom whatever and for various reasons i just don't go as much anymore i just financial reasons trying to buy a house again things have changed but anyway not to digress i could go you know talk for a hundred hours about this stuff um but like photography i don't know even as a kid looking at my Grooves magazines when that came out i was so obsessed with that cover from 76 the second one that came out i mean it's still one of my all-time favorite photos and photo sessions and uh, I always used to watch, you know, look for the pictures and see who the photographer was. And it would drive me crazy if the pictures were reversed, you know, or if they cropped. And, like, and at the time when we were kids, we, you know, I looked at the photos like this is a great photo, only to realize when I was older, they're cropped or they turn color into black and white. And I didn't know that at the time. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I mean, just 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 not i'd love that i mean especially the conventions i would bring a hundred dollars and be and blow it all or two hundred i never had enough at least i didn't you know and it was great in the 80s and 90s early 90s was the best i mean you know that mark that um yeah. there'd be like three thousand people there 2500 people there and people standing in line and i'm looking you know eight people in front of me picking out stuff going oh my god i just lost out on that oh man look at that that's what i want plus and plus it was only magazine yeah, plus the Rainbow Rock Touring would bring the cool stuff and Al Munson stuff and, you know what I mean, all the well, great that's, stuff. Talking about photos, oh my God, you know, and the things well, he used to make. Um, right. Just really. Oh, and that used to drive me, they used to drive me crazy. They'd make those kiss clocks and I would be like, oh my God, you just ruined a great poster. <laughs> you put yeah, shellac so like, all over a great photo. Yeah, it's a shellac. <laughs> I, I was like, I don't have that poster. I've been wanting that for like 20 years. Um, well, that's interesting too that you know about them because the story with that, I mean, 1987, it was April of 87 and King of Prussia, they had this record uh, convention every year. It was awesome. And that's the first time. I met, yeah. You really went to that? I said, yeah, I used to, I met Richie Rano there for the first time. The Thanksgiving yeah. WYSP. Yeah. Well, this one was in April though. This was a different oh, one. Okay. All right. So I did go, yeah. I did go to those too. Those were awesome. But in April of 87, I, that's why I met Richie Rano. You're going to love this because it's going to kill you kills me when I tell you people this story. Um, I met Richie and he had, I'm pretty sure he's the one who had flyers for a new store that was opening up called rainbow rock. And I never heard of it. So this is before it even opened. I think it opened June or July of 1987. And man, I, I was blown away. I mean, I drove, it was 60 miles away and I would go almost every weekend like a lunatic, um, get paid, get in my car, drive 60 miles away almost every single weekend for like six months. 
And I don't know how much you know about the store, you know, but I met Al Munson there. I met a guy who owned the store. I met all the guys that ran the convention. But anyway, they were advertising that. And they also advertised the first KISS convention ever, which was June of 87. And um, well, while I was at that show, there was a person selling the first KISS tour book. And I'm not lying here, okay? Four dollars. Yeah. They had a box of them. A box of them. I bought two. <laughs> That's all I think all I had the money for. Four dollars. And I was like, I told my friend, I think I can get 60 for these. So then two minutes later, they raised the price to seven. Seven. <laughs> yeah, seven dollars. And I was like, oh my. But could you imagine finding that and like, you know, talking about, I wish I had a thousand dollars on me. But, um. Four dollars. Well, I mean, I've never seen or heard anything like that since. That that that's that's always what I love about collecting for me was the hunt for stuff like that, and it happened a lot yeah. more pre-internet days because pre-internet people had no idea, frankly, what stuff was worth and what the demand was. But you could walk into a convention, you could walk into just a record show. You could walk into a record store. You could walk into, you know, an antique store, and somebody's got some, you know. And it's just that one moment where it's like you've been looking for eight years, and all of a sudden there's what you've been looking for, and it's two dollars. And you're just—I I would get like, oh my God, I'm looking over my shoulders. Anybody looking at this? Does anybody else see me? And you grab it and you hold on to it. And it's like nobody, it's like a football. You're just cradling it because nobody's getting this now. And you walk up there and then you put it down and you're now waiting for, oh, we priced that wrong. And it's like, no, yeah. they, they ring it up for $2 and you're like, I'm out of here before they can say anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The yeah, hunt for the bargains. Too. And they're like, yeah. they're like, why does that guy act so strange when he buys shit from our table? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, back back in the in the late '80s, though, that wasn't uncommon because, you know, I didn't really start because it was right around that time that because again, just being in on, in you know in Detroit and that stuff was happening on the East Coast before we got wind of it. You know what I mean? It wasn't until because I didn't start. I don't think I went to my first expo until 88 or 89 and i because it took a few years i think john what was john's wife's name Karen. remember yeah john and karen they they had the one out there and um again it took a couple years for because and again just for younger fans there was no internet i mean we had to find out about this stuff word of mouth and by somebody writing into circus or cream or something and mentioning going to a kiss convention and you know then you try and find out about it and and then again you know i was an early reader of kiss fanzines and that's when you really started getting to know what that stuff was and you had, you had to call the record label and you know the the people putting on these conventions would would try and spread the word through you know through the kiss fanzines it was really a it was really a network it was so organic and so cool but but to mark's point though too you know there wasn't any spencer's crap there wasn't all there was was great old school kiss stuff that's what these people dealt in and when you do hear stuff of like mark said you know buying a kiss tour book for four dollars because someone had a box of them they didn't Nobody knew at that time what anything was really worth if you wanted to 
put it in those terms because it was so new, so organic. And as those things got more rare, meaning you couldn't find them, the, the price went up. But it, I, I don't doubt that story for a second that somebody went, got it, you know, especially in 1987 or 1988, got a box of these freaking Kiss tour books from the 70s. They, they've probably been in their garage for 20 yeah. years. Yeah. Oh, but these were, I mean, they look like they were printed yesterday, Mike. I mean, they were absolutely mint, every single one of them. It was like they left them in the, they found them in a kid's warehouse and just, I don't know, somehow got their hands on them. That's how, I mean, I don't remember if they had the yellow uh, thing that was in there, the paper thing that yeah, said the, the Kiss the, Army wants you. I think that it did. I, I mean, but that was just, it's just mine. And of course, like 10 years later, I'm going, holy, I mean, you're sitting on like $8,000 with the stuff in a box that you're, Selling for 150, but like nobody knew. I didn't know. Well, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, Mark. I, I just remember as a dealer, I'd have people come up to me with literally a roll of posters that they could barely get their arms around. And I, I remember this one woman saying to me, "You got." And I was fortunate because my my place in the where I was set up was as soon as you walked in the door. So I was like one of the first table and this woman just said, you know, this was my brother's stuff. He doesn't want it anymore. And I saw that there was a kiss expo. I figured I'd pay my whatever, 15 bucks to get in or whatever it was. And would you buy these for $50? And I, I just started thumbing through like, and I bet you I bought 30, 40 posters that day from this woman. And I think I paid like when it came out to like maybe a buck or buck or two a piece. And when I think back on that, one of the posters that I got, I still have because I kept, was in that role was an unused one for the first, you know, where they advertised where they used to write in the bottom, you know, yeah. for the, that was one of them. And I, I got, I got a bunch of, you know, the full set of the Alive 2s, a full set of the Mylars, because keep in mind, you know, this was the early 90s and people were just starting to clean out their closets and, and such. And if somebody was now, you know, in their late 20s, early 30s, who had these in their bedroom at home and just didn't want them anymore, but had, you know, those were very popular posters. Keep in, keep in mind, those were mass-produced, you know, the Alive 2s, the, the Double Platinums. So it wasn't uncommon for someone to walk around with complete sets and in really great shape. Just, they were happy to get, you know, A, they were happy to clean out their storage spot, and then they were happy to walk away with, you know, whatever. They could go out to dinner or something with the money they got. So it's it's hard for I think younger fans to see this stuff through non-internet eyes, but if you do look at it through you know how things actually were back then, it made total sense. Yeah, and I mean we get to talk about hours about the Kiss conventions. I mean the the thing that the only thing I really remember I remember Richie Scarlet being there, but the thing I remember the most is when I first walked in the door at the very first Kiss convention. I looked straight, I looked to the left, and on the wall. There's four Red Room posters, this famous Red Room shots that, you know, we really never saw before. And the person selling them was Brian Rodemaker, who we know. You know, I know I don't know if I'm allowed to say Brian's name. I've been sure. I've been friends with him since night since that day. I met him, met other people through him, and I still know him to this day. And I remember going up to him going, How much are they? He said forty dollars. So I start to take forty dollars and he goes, No, 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 they're forty dollars each. And I was like, Oh, you know, like, I was like, I only have like $150. I mean, I couldn't even buy them. But I mean, that's like people him and all over that, but that was cheap. I mean, they were like, I don't know, 20 by 24, 16 by 20. Yeah. And I just, you know, but that's what I remember the most. And the first time I met him and that's a, you know, I remember going to his house in 88, 
met Bill DeMild, his friend. We go in his basement, and he's got all these kiss slides. And I was like, died and went to heaven. <laughs> you know, it's like just seeing the stuff that I'd never, I mean, he, he, I think Brian, for the most part, is like the godfather of kiss collecting. I mean, I think he was like advertising in Circus Magazine, like 74 or 5, something like that, he told me. And meeting him, was it was just, he was the very first big kiss collector I've ever met in my life. And seeing the stuff that he had was like, I didn't even know the stuff existed. I mean, it's stuff from Japan. You know, there's Anganku Senkas. I was like, you know, what the hell is this? I never even knew they existed. You know, I only knew the American stuff, you know. Well, um, that, was, yeah, that was the same way with me in many ways. It wasn't until the Kiss Expos that I really started seeing stuff from Europe and stuff from Australia. And, and you know, meeting know, those because, yeah. like, because, uh, you know, I'm not a friend of Brian's. I just know who he is, but we have mutual, we have lots of mutual friends. Um, you know, but when I first went out to the East Coast to a Kiss Expo, it really opened my eyes. You know, I'm like, I thought, because I had all the grooves in the circus and, you know, all that stuff. You're absolutely right. The, 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 the music lives and, you know, all that stuff. You were like, holy crap. I didn't even know this stuff existed. Didn't, you know, Bri- didn't that, Brian have that, a I fanzine? To the poster magazines from Sweden. Oh, my God. You know, that was. Yeah, like, I still never owned a good condition quality one of that one. The first one. Did Brian that, that, did, did Brian know, have about, that's right. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, did Brian have a Kiss fanzine called Kiss Classics? Yes. Okay, I remember that. That's where I remember discovering him. I remember seeing that fanzine in It's Only Rock and Roll in New York City, and my jaw just dropping at the photos that he had in his fanzine. Oh, yeah. Well, getting back to the Rainbow Rock, I mean, could you imagine? I mean, I think I just, I was 19 going on 20. And I'm driving to basically it was a kiss store. <laughs> it's like, oh my god! And you know, a lot of it was uh, from the Vinnie Gonzalez collection, of what I'm told. And I remember because I I actually bought some stuff autographed. I mean, I had believe it or not, this is going to kill everybody too. In silver, the first tour book signed from his collection. I bought it for seventy five dollars. That's how much I sold it for too at a kiss convention. Seventy five dollars. Oh my god. And those yeah. are those are the those are the real early seventies to yeah. mid seventies signatures. Which, if you know your Kiss signatures, there 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 wasn't uh, they did evolve their signatures, you know. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, even me saying it makes me cringe. I mean, I'm like, I can't. There was times, you know, but like growing up, I was like, put two thousand dollars on a credit card. I'm like, oh my god, how am I going to pay this off? I'm 21 years old. I got, I guess I got to sell something. Like, I mean, I've sold Kiss stuff. Quite a few times, and I'm like, oh, it makes me sick. But I had, to, you know, at the time I thought I had to do a lot of the stuff. I could, I got back again, but some of that stuff, like that, I'll never get back again. There's only one of them, you know. Hey, Mark, Mark I, I, I really was, want, Mark, I really want to focus on when you started collecting like slides and started to really get into, you know, not the common shots. When, when right. did that? Because I know that's when you started really spending some big money and you know, some of the photographers uh, that maybe you've purchased stuff from that you can talk about. Well, I, you know, back in 2000 and I think it was four or five. Um, yeah. I'd start really just collecting the photographer. Like, photographers all of a sudden had these websites, you know, you get their names from books that would come out. I mean, like we met Chip Rocket at Kiss convention. I loved his book. And when I met him, I mean, that was, I died and went to heaven too. That's like mm-hmm. you go in there. It's like wow, look at this guy selling sixteen by twenty. This stuff I've never even seen before. So um, 
he was the first photographer I met, but I start buying, you know, spending 40, $50 per eight by 10, eight by 12 or $20. And, and, you know, and I was like, wow, these are great. I don't know if I can only, I wish I, you know, I was thinking in my head, I wish I had the negatives and slides and I'd love to make these and make prints because we don't get to see this as fans and a lot of people can't afford something like this and whatever. But I said, I would start collecting slides and negatives in the early 2000s. And, you know, with, with the stuff that I made the book, I mean, uh, one of the photographers was Jana McCaska and, you know, she was a sweetheart. I mean, she loved the fact that a Kiss fan was getting her stuff and she was kind of hesitant to sell it. But I, and I told her, you know, how much I loved them, what it meant to me as a kid from 76. I loved, you know, she had the years I really loved. And, you know, so that was the first time I really owned the rights to them, you know, signed the rights over to me. The whole thing was legal. And then right around 2008, 2009, through the grapevine, I heard, you know, Warren Gabbett selling, he wants to sell his collection, you know? I was like, really? But then when I found out the price was like, I don't know, $95,000, I was like, oh, you know, now, how just, am I going to do just that? Just for, for information's sake, how many photos would that have been that he was uh, selling well, at, at once? It supposed to be like 4,000, like it was around, I don't know the exact number, it was close to 4,000 images. Okay. Um, but yeah, like, but owning, like buying, sli- I mean, I would buy slides here and there off eBay. Somebody would, you know, and, but, but then you had to be careful. Like what I didn't know too, is there's something called dupes, duplicates, you know, and people would try and get a lot of money for duplicates. And I think I bought one or two without knowing it's only until I start going to a professional photo lab that the guy only goes, you know, this is not an original, you know that, right? Or I'd ask him, hey, is this an original or a duplicate? Cause somebody told me you can dupe these things. I was, he's like, no, that's a duplicate. I was like, really? So you really can't do that with black and white negatives. But that's also interesting, too, because with the collecting part of this and spending a lot of money, you should be educated on what you're buying, you know, what you're paying for. And I had no idea you could do that. I had no idea you could take a slide and have somebody dupe it keep the original. But then I found out talking to photographers again, I actually, you know, talking to Finn Costello, I talked to him for an hour. That was a great conversation. He basically told me that thanks to Peter Chris, he pushed for him to get that photo on the cover of a live, bought him a house in Connecticut. I think he told me that was also in 2005. And, and, and he and, was cool, man. I mean, he loved talk. Those guys love to talk and he was really friendly. For, for, for mm-hmm. listeners info, the reason they would duplicate slides back then is again pre-internet. So today, when you want a photo, you just you know attach a high-quality JPEG or TIFF file or EPS file, whatever format is requested, and you just email that one file to all media outlets. Well, back in the day, you couldn't do that. They actually had to mail out press kits and press information. And the band would take their photos at a photo shoot or in concert, and they'd pick, you know, we've always seen the, the, the photo sheets or, you know, a printout of all of the different images and somebody circling one that they like. Well, what ends up happening is they make slides, and they'll make multiple slides of that one image because they'd send the same slide negative to Circus and Hit Parader and Rock Scene and you know, every newspaper, they'd all get a slide. So you weren't getting the the original slide. You were getting a duplicate of the slide. Well, yeah, that was, well, true for both of them. But what I found, a lot of photographers told me, 
they didn't do that. They sent in the original slide thinking they were going to get it back. And a lot of them oh, didn't. And I, and I couldn't believe, I'm telling you, my, I couldn't believe, when they were telling me this, I'm like, well, why wouldn't you get it back? Oh, well, I was busy shooting shows. I mean, back in the 70s, these guys were working so much. I mean, you know, it's like bang, 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 take a show, send it off. Bang, 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 take another show. They would do like four shows in a week sometimes. And a lot of them don't remember any details, and I, I would get frustrated. But then I think about it, I'm like, wow, they did a million shows. Why would I know the date in March of 74 when they took it or whatever, whatever group it was? But, yeah, I mean, they would send them off, especially into Europe. You know, those Japanese yeah. publications or yep. whatever, people, you know, they would never get them back. But a lot of people who were smart, they did dupe them and then sent it, like you said, send it away, let magazines use them, and they wouldn't, you know, God forbid, I'm not sending my original, but a lot of, a lot of them did. You'd be surprised. More did than they didn't, because I was surprised. And um, they still don't have them back. They still don't know what happened. They tried to get them back, and they don't get them back. So, um, so yeah, I start collecting really slides and negatives in the early 2000s. I think that's when, the, I mean, I didn't even get a computer until 2005. I was way behind technology and everybody else because i know what, what did the internet started what in the mid late 90s mid 90s nice to hear about 95 yeah right and i would i would hear oh my god there's 74 stuff there's 75 there's stuff you won't even believe and that cell would, would sell and it'd be up there for a minute you know i mean even to like all my stuff that i have now if it was 30 years ago i would i would they would clear me out no doubt about it but now there's just so much stuff and mark i tell you the internet pretty much ruined the kids conventions for us or at least for me because oh, all the guys from Europe, all the guys that came from Europe that would sell there, they don't have to now. They could just save their plane ticket and go, I'm just going to sell this over the internet, you know? So you would see less of the, I would, I'm telling you, I was such a geek dork. As soon as the convention was over, I couldn't wait till next year. As soon as they said this was an annual thing every March or April, I was like, I can't wait. <laughs> I was oh, like, me too. I that's when I only saw all this stuff, you know? Yeah. Well, like, yeah. I, like, like I was saying earlier, as a collector, you know, it, it's almost like, you know, when, you know, picture yourself as a, a, a hard rock fan in 1979, you know, you're really over the Aerosmiths and the, the Nugents and, and the Kiss and all that stuff. And then this tidal wave comes from freaking England, you know what I mean? And you're, you suddenly get woke up to there's all this other rock, you know, scorpions and stuff like that, that you didn't even really know a whole lot about. And it was the same way with Kiss Collecting. You know, I, uh, you know, and, and you touched on it too, Mark. The Grooves magazine were so fascinating because they tended to use way more photos than, say, Circus or Cream or whatever. And that's when you really saw, like, the Warren, uh, Warren Abbott shots and the Chip Rock shots and the, all these great images that you've you know, never that, seen anywhere else. Correct. And, and, and but my point is, is, is like, is that you think you've seen it all, and then you open up your first Music Life special, and you're like, holy Jesus, there's like a thousand images in here I've never seen before. I mean, if, yeah. now in, in 2019, everybody's, if you're, if you're, I imagine if you're watching this show for the most part, you're familiar with the two big Music Life Kiss specials that came out, and were reprinted, by the way. Let me tell you, the first time that you got to hold those in your hands, especially it's like a holy grail item. Oh actually. my god, it it really was. And then, and then finding out there was a you know a special tour book in Japan. You know what I mean? Because when I started collecting, you know, being pen friends with people in mid '80s, and this is this is probably just before the Kiss Expos. 
But when you found out that there was a, you know, there was a, an alternate tour book for the, you know, 77 and 78 Kiss Japan tours, you're like, what the fuck, you know? And in the photos were photos you've never seen before. Matter of fact, it's funny because you could always kind of tell when you saw the, the Warring Abbott shots and the Chip Rock live shots, the ones that are on like the huge, you know, uh, 76 poster and, and all that stuff. But, but when you saw the photos from Japan, you were bowled over because you'd never even seen those before. You know what I mean? You couldn't tell where they were from, especially um, and, and still to this day, it's not super well documented. But I love the shots from and Mark. I don't know if you have any of the, the slides of these, but I'm still intrigued by the 78 Japanese kiss tour because it was not archived very. You know, there's there's no that we know of. There's no video of it. There's just some audience recordings and those pictures of them, which would have been the last pictures of them in the like for lack of a better word the 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 love gun era costumes those last live shots are just amazing and unfortunately you know there's not a ton of them yeah i I never i never owned any of that but i mean right around 2004 and 5 again talking about you know backstage auctions um that's where i bought and I, i remember telling you this mark that i bought from those mcmanus like those 79 78 stuff from philadelphia I bought slides. That's one of the, that was probably my first big purchase ever. Um, so I won those on that auction. Yeah. I'd always look for auctions or, you know, stuff on eBay to see if anybody was selling that stuff. And I mean, to me, I, you know, of course everybody looked at me like I'm nuts. How could you spend money on this? But it's like, I, you know, like I don't understand how somebody will spend $800 on a piece of vinyl that they can never play, you know, and like and enjoy, like I always wanted to enjoy everything, but I, I mean, I get it as a nutty collector everybody has their little quirky thing or it's like, I would say, Oh, you're going to spend like $5,000 on a poster, but you want to spend $5,000 on like 800 images. Like to me, I'd rather have the 800 images, but you know, that's neither here nor there, but that's, that was my thing. I, I used to collect everything too, like you. And just one point I was like, you know what? I can't do it. I don't have the money. I'm never going to have the money. I just want to focus on one thing. And you know, because to me, in my opinion, the most photogenic band on the planet I don't know. Everybody and anybody doesn't have some like 16 by 20 in their room. Like a lot of people I found bizarre is they just want stuff they've seen a million times. And I'm the guy who wants to see stuff I've never seen before. You know what I mean? As a fan, it's, it's crazy to me that they still sell things with like the solo album images on them. And, right. I, and I, I get it to a point, but I want some I'm like you, Mark. I, I want some I want a new image on there, you know what I mean? Something I haven't seen before. But also too, they're not selling they're selling stuff to the masses. And the masses, right. unfortunately, for a while I shouldn't even say unfortunately, but the masses want something they're used to, I guess. You know? Well, and Yeah. Who was All right, and being our age, I mean the guys that got into them when you know, at our, when we were you know, eight, nine years old probably for 10, 15 years, they're the ones that would be interested in the stuff I was really interested in as, a, as the time moves on. I mean, it seems to be less and less collect. I don't know. I've been out of it for a while. I don't know how people collect. It's like people that are our age now, I mean, that were like 17 now don't seem to be, I don't know a 17 year old who collects stuff anymore. Like my friend's kids, like they're, they don't care. Everything's digital. Everything's, I mean, copied off the internet. They don't want well, the there's actual. There's so much hand. easier access to images now, whereas before right. we had to physically buy a magazine. Well, keep keep in mind back then too. To get an image, you pretty much had to get either a slide or a print. You know, that's what you got. 
nowadays a lot of people are just satisfied going to you know google and doing a google image search for kiss 1977 and there they go they've got all the photos they want right there in front of them yeah who was oh yeah i mean i i spent a fortune for photographers and then they would put their stuff up on their website and i go hey um you know, I spent $33 each on these. You know, people can go on your website and right-click and save. You know, I wasn't too happy about that. Yeah. I mean, it's not the same thing. But, you know, it's not, it's not like you can make an 8 by 10 out of it. But still, you know, it's still stealing. Well, Mark, why don't why don't because I, I obviously we, we want to talk about uh, your book and what you went through. But touching on that subject, Mark, you started a KISS website with um, – was it Kiss Vintage Photos? Yeah. Same thing as the um, book title, vintagekissphotos.com. Yeah. Why don't you talk a little, because I remember being able to do what you just said, clicking on well, insane images yeah. that I've never seen before. Right. So, you know, and, and thinking, you know, put, I'm going, you know, finding out that I could acquire these. If, well, could I? Could, could I acquire these by myself? And if I did, what could I do with them? You know what I mean? Because I knew at that point, being, you know, 40 years old, it's like when we were 20, you didn't know about legalities and, you know, oh, you can't copy this or you get sued and all, and all this stuff. And, and it's like it was very stressful to even have to worry about that, you know. So I'm thinking, well, if I own these, what can I do? And, well, you know, I knew through different photographers since they had websites and didn't pay Kiss anything. Yeah, I was like, well, I can make prints and maybe get my money back. If that doesn't work, what else can I do? Well, I guess make a book because there's 30 other books before I thought of even doing one that came out before me and no one's ever gotten sued, at least as far as I knew. Um, so, you know, I came up with the money. I was like, you know what? I took my life savings from my 401k of working 21 years at UPS and maxed out my credit cards and told Waring Abbott I could pull the trigger, you know? So he wind up coming to my apartment, brought all this stuff. We made him actually had to go to the bank. He, you know, we signed the contracts. He signed over the rights to me. And th like I said, the frustrating part too is good to talk about is a lot of people out there thought I stole the stuff. I didn't steal anything. And I own, and as a matter of fact, after I acquired everything, I registered him at the library of Congress. So nobody can, you know, rip me off, you know, or steal stuff from me. And, if I make this book, I don't want people out there to do. And that drives me crazy, too. I can go on a tangent now. As you see stuff on eBay with these fake autographs and these dupe photos and fake poster magazines, and nobody cares. No, they're not getting in trouble because it's always like guys came after me, and there's like a million criminals out there getting away with murder. Not that they're making a ton of money. I have no clue. But I was trying to do it the right way. And you'll see as the story unfolds, as you guys know some of it already, what happened. So anyway, I purchased the stuff from Waring Abbott. Now, again, doing this going, why would I invest that much money unless I can get it back? I mean, I got to pay my credit card company. I also borrowed money from my parents to start the website because that basically left me penniless. And there's reasons behind this. Like what people don't know about personal life, I mean, I was going through a lot of stuff. I was like, lost my ex-fiance. I lost my job at UPS. So everything was going wrong. And when this came along, I was like, Wow. This had to happen for a reason because I love Kiss. I love uh, images. It would be a dream come true to do something like that, to sell some photos that I can legally sell through a website. Now, in hindsight, I'm pretty sure 
they were pissed that I, you know, called a website vintage kiss photos and they had nothing to do with it. So that was, you know, my mistake. Again, I didn't have a lawyer telling me, Hey, don't do that. Or I didn't contact him and go, Hey, can I get your permission to do this? You know, knowing now what everybody does now, how they do that, obviously I would have done that. You know what I mean? I would have talked to them saying, this is what I want to do. This is why I want to do it. So it wasn't, you know, it was just being a fan. It's the only reason why I bought this stuff in the first place. Cause I love photography. I always have, I always will. As a matter of fact, I had photographers go, are you a photographer yourself? And I was like, no, I just love photography. I mean, of all groups, if I had the money, I'm like Mark. I mean, I would collect Black Sabbath, um, Aerosmith, any Ted Nugent, all those guys from the 70s. I just couldn't do it. So I just focused on Kiss because that's all I could afford to do. And, you know, but that's how that came to be. I mean, like I said, I found out through the grapevine. Stuff was for sale. I purchased it. And even Waring said, hey, you know, you can't do whatever you want with this. You can't make T-shirts because that's called considered merchandising. I was like, yeah, I, I know that. All I knew was I had the legal right to either sell the images or hopefully make a book. I wasn't even planning on making a book. Because I didn't sell a lot of photos to help pay the debt, I was like panicking. I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I'll try and make a book. I get, Maybe that'll sell. People will love it. You know, make a great photo book and do it my way. You know what I mean? I've seen other photo books. Didn't love all of them because some of them, the images were cropped. Some of them are reversed. Some of them are tampered with. Um, the other funny thing with photographers, too, is you talk to them, and they only want to sell you your, their A stuff. And when they show you their B and C stuff, it's fantastic. <laughs> you know, right. Like, that's the stuff the nobody's ever seen. Well, I mean, but it's, but it's cool, though. I mean, even, like, there's a lot of people out there that just love color only or only like black and white. I love everything. I love both. But it's like the atmosphere. Like some of these guys think these faraway shots or you see more of the audience is a waste of time. I'm like, no, no. That's, again, for me personally, I'm there. You know I mean? It's like I feel like I'm there. Yep. I miss these yep. shows. Yep. So the ambiance and the new, you know, it's like you just feel like you're there. And they just didn't get it. I mean, I understand from their point of view, that's their art. That's their do for a living, their livelihood. But, again, I love that. I'm a completist. Um you mentioned Al Munson earlier. He used to make fun of me, saying, you're the guy that's got to own all the photos from a photo session. If he moves his pinky to the right, to the left, I was like, yeah, I want them all. <laughs> it's like yeah. people want every variant of the first Kiss album from every country. You know what I mean? Or every version of it, pink, black, blue. So I get it, man. <laughs> like, but I, the, I love photo sessions of them. So. Who was the photographer for the Hotter Than Hell um, sessions? The Norman, back Norman Seif. Norman Seif, he did that too. Has he ever sold all of his images to that? Has he what? Has he ever sold all of his images for the back of the Hotter Than Hell album cover? I, I don't know. I never talked to him. Okay. I don't know. I, just, I, mean, I, I never talked to him about that. I never, I, I mean, I know who it is, but I never really dealt with him that much. Okay. The reason I ask is because to me, those are some of the most interesting images, and I've seen some of them pop up here and there over the last year or so and they're just so cool because it, again another glimpse of seeing something that you weren't aware of yeah but that's the other thing too when i you know that's another thing when i looked at magazines as a kid i was really thinking okay there's five pictures from the show i guess that's all they took you know like but no they took rolls and rolls i mean some people only took one roll because they never saw the band before and it was their first time but next time they saw him, they brought three rolls because like, wow, okay, we got to take this from the start of the show, the middle of the show, the end of the show, you know, 
Um, hey, talking to photographers is very fascinating. They had some really, really interesting stories. Um, well, a lot of them think they're rock stars, but, <laughs> you know. Yep, that's true. They do. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, talking to Finn Costello back in 2005, really a nice guy. I mean, he just loved talking about it. And actually, there was a point where I thought I was going to meet him because he had family here in New Jersey, I believe it was. But that never came to fruition. I haven't talked to him since. But like I said, I mean, he didn't have to tell me that story of how he got the house and how Peter Chris helped him, you know, push for the image. I mean, who would know stuff like that? They don't talk about that stuff in magazines. It's really interesting. Oh, gosh, yes. Uh, I mean, you know, as, as, as a young Kiss fan, how long... How long did we all believe that, like, the cover of Alive was actually a live photo from in concert? Absolutely. And, you know, it, it, <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it was, I don't know, it wasn't until the 80s, probably, that you were like, wait a second, that's a photo shoot? <laughs> but it's the yeah. live album cover, and you're, it, it just changes your whole perspective when you learn stuff like that. Yeah, and, I, and it was great, you know, when I was younger, meeting people, fans like mark like like all of us have like i'm sure mark did going to conventions meeting people and having lifelong friends i have a lifelong friend since 1985 who i met waiting for tickets for the asylum show you know and he was a kid two years younger than me and i still know him to this day a good friend of mine tom and that's his favorite i mean you know he melts when he sees gene with those black spikes that costume that's his all-time favorite and um anything that i've ever gotten that looked like that or he's always looking out for it's just, it's amazing what people really love. When you think you know what people might love as a fan, you're surprised when you're like, they're like, eh, you know, that's okay, but I really like this. I have a couple friends like that who love photos like me, and I'm like all excited. I go, man, I just got this stuff from this photographer. Look at this. You should get this stuff. Eh, it's all right. <laughs> and I'm like, what? You know, it's like, you know, but it's, um, but anyway, getting back to the purchasing the photos for the book. So, yeah, I started that website. That was, you know, somebody's idea. They're like, hey, you should call Vintage Kiss. I was like, yeah, I guess so. You know, that's cool. Not knowing that, you know, I'd hear from an attorney like three, six months later. Um, is that what you want to know next? Like after I started the uh, well, yeah, website? I put it in chronological order because I think our audience would find that very fascinating. And I, to tell you the truth, Mark, you know, the, the times over the years that, that we've talked, I always, that's fascinating stuff. And I just think that, People who watch this show find that because you know what uh, a friend of ours, Nicholas, just put out a book and he ended up doing it with Kiss and his is coming out. Well, actually, the, the super deluxe version people already received, but his book is going to be shipping soon. And you know, there's another Kiss photo book that's coming out that's you know been delayed for a bit and stuff. And and you know, you you physically done this. You put in the work. You also received some you know i don't know how to put it but like well you were just talking about you know you received some information from the kiss camp from their attorneys and how did you deal with that and and at what at what juncture did you first hear from kiss's attorneys was it before or after your book was physically in, in on the market and in people's hands okay well okay so i start the website well and even before i start the website I have the, you know, passion, the love with the labor of love of scanning every single one of these slides and negatives. And I mean, I mean, that took weeks 
but I'm scanning these things, and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, this hey, is hey, Mark, just to let you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna just kind of thumb through your your book while you're talking about this, just so people can see some of the images. I'm, I'm right. gonna oh, well, and and of course, you know, he already had made the book, which I loved, you know, except for the, you know, there was there was a couple things like the dots in the eyes, I wasn't a big fan of, but uh, his book with Paul and Gene, I was like. When that came out, I was like five years old. I mean, I'm a UPS guy, right? Delivering to the mall. And I'm actually delivering the books to like Barnes and Noble. So, you know, that was one good thing about being a UPS guy and making deliveries. I had, did, you know, did first you, did and you, like, let, let, Let's clear clarify the timeline here. Did your book come out yeah. before or after Waring's book? Oh, that came out like seven years later. His I think did. Waring's book, they came out in 2002, I believe. Mine came out in August 2009. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, again, yeah, I mean, I knew I was getting a lot, like, and I didn't get those images. Those images, I guess, were tied up with him and, you know, Paul and Gene, um, because those that weren't part of the set. And I didn't, I didn't get everything, you know. That was the thing, too, that almost stopped me from getting it. Like, am I getting everything or am I getting some things? Because when you buy that many images, there's stinkers in there. You know, you're not paying for, like, you know, top quality every shot is not going to be perfect um so it, it was considered the beach stuff and like the outtakes but to me i mean you, you're talking about cadillac michigan which i always loved because i love 75 i mean I'm actually showing four, some cadillac ones now yeah and having like four or five hundred images of that that no one's ever seen before or at least you know um it's just amazing to me. And, you know, 74, I mean, to me, 73 to 83 is like my cream of the crop photo thing, you know, that I love. And I actually like Lick It Up, too, because that was the first show I've ever seen. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, I want to, I'm scanning all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, so I get somebody, I hire somebody to start the website. And then it's, you know, coming down to what pictures do I use to try and sell in different sizes. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, this is a no-brainer. You know, everybody was worried, like, oh, my God, how could you invest all this money? So I'm convincing family and friends, it's all right. There's millions of KISS fans, and they love photos just like me. And, you know, not everyone's going to buy one, but this would be great, you know. But it was something I, I was passionate about. It wasn't a job. As I said, a labor of love, man. It's just like like with that new book, like that guy, what's his name, Nicholas? I'm sure he spent hundreds of hours doing it. Other people, too, that have made books spent hundreds of hours because they love it. But keep in mind, too, this wasn't – um Again, I thought this was all legal, you know, that I wasn't trying to do anything illegal, nothing at all. Um, basically trying to do stuff that I thought was already done. I mean, it's like, hey, other photographers are selling it, but the only problem was other photographers don't have a KISS website, it's their website, right? So they're selling to Who and Aerosmith and Black Sabbath. And, and um, so anyway, I start the website, and I would say within, I don't know, three, three to six months, I get a call from their attorney uh, i think i got an email first saying i should cease and desist you know selling the photos because i don't have the rights to and their client should get a part of it whatever so i'm like what so i had an attorney uh through somebody else who had dealt with kids before had an attorney in new york who had dealt with them so i contacted him and hired him and i had to pay him 500 dollars to send kiss a letter saying this guy has the right to do it. He's now in the photographer's shoes, blah, blah, blah. And they left me alone. And I did get a phone call while I was at work from their attorney about this. And he said, from what I remember, because this is going back beginning of 2009, he said, 
you know, we, you know, you shouldn't be selling photos. And I said, why? And he's like, well, because you don't have the right to do it. I said, well, yes, I do. And he goes, well, shouldn't my client get a part of this? And I was like, no, but not because I didn't want to work with them. Or they, I was like, I'm thinking, well, I'm a photographer now. Like all these other photographers don't give them nothing, you know, but I'm the one who had to pay my credit card bill, my family back and pay myself back. You know what I mean? I wasn't, I was just thinking about how am I going to do this? How am I going to get through this? So, you know, I only had the one phone call and I think that lasted like 10 minutes. You know, I don't think he was too happy, but either was I, cause now I was getting upset. I'm going, now I'm looking, they're, they're going after me. Like, what am I doing wrong here? So I called the attorney in New York. I explained to him what happened. He says, give me $500. I'll write them a letter, blah, blah, blah. And that's what happened. Never heard from him again. So over the next, I don't know, three to four months, I was selling a decent amount of photographs and I was surprised Nobody was buying the four by sixes for $2 each. A lot of them were buying the bigger prints and most of them were going overseas. And I'm like, wow, this is really bizarre, you know, but I mean, I only advertised through certain things. You know, I made cards up. I did some shit. I did some conventions and, uh, had the book. I mean, not the book. I was, um, handing out my card, had some photos. I didn't have the book yet. And, um, you know, I guess I was just basically word of mouth because I didn't really have a lot of money to advertise. So, you know, obviously after three months, it completely died down. I mean, I wasn't selling anything. So I'm like, oh my God. So on my credit card, I know I was paying, I remember this specifically, 400 a month. But then when the, um, what do you call it? it? After one year, after six months, it went up to, it doubled 800 a month. And I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do now? So my next thought was the only thing I could possibly do is, is make a photo book. You know, why not? I love the other photo books that came out. Everything was cool, whatever. I never heard, if I had heard stories, everybody's getting sued and you couldn't do this and you could, I never would have done it. But so all of a sudden I start advertising a book. I get somebody who has a designer and we start designing the book, putting it together and start advertising it. So, so one, one, so let me interrupt real quick. So now, now you're getting, you're starting the book process of, of creating the Mm -hmm. book. Did you go back and, and speak with your lawyer at all to inform him this is what you were going to do and ask any questions? Or did you just assume because of the last letter that was sent off and never hearing from him that there was no more issues? Well, I knew there was no more issues with that, but I didn't ask the, like, and again, like I said, not having one from the get-go and talking to him. I was very naive. I thought I knew what I was doing, but apparently, you know, obviously I didn't. Um, but once their attorney, they got wind of it from somehow, I guess, checking out my website all the time that the book was being made and coming out, you know, September, you know, August, September, 2009. So their attorneys contacted the guy I had in New York and he called me and said, look, they know you're making this book. And they said, if it comes out, they're suing you. I was like, they're suing me. Why? What am I doing wrong? Well, you know, it's a kind of like I said, am I doing something wrong? He said, no, I, you know, you're not. He went on with the public figures and, you know, he, he goes, uh, if, uh, if I, if I tell you the whole thing, I'll tell you from when he called me. Cause I was, again, I was at work and this was, again, was very stressful. <laughs> you know, I went from like this happy thing to like, uh Oh, I think I'm in trouble. Like, why am I in trouble here? Um, he told me they were going to sue me. So I said, well, you know, he starts asking me questions. How many books are you, how many books are you planning on making? I said, 2000. He said, that's it. Only 2000 copies. I said, I can't even afford that. I'm going to do a pre-sale so I could pay for it, you know? And he goes, well, that won't hurt them. 
I said, what do you mean you won't hurt them? 2,000 copies won't hurt them. I said, well, how could I hurt them, period? If I sell one copy or a million, how's it hurt them? And uh, I forget exactly what he said, but it was, you know, so he, first he said I wasn't doing anything wrong. Then it sounds like kind of gray area. And I said, look, am I doing something illegal? Because, I, I, you know, I never would have done this if I knew it was going to be an illegal thing to do. No, you're in your rights, blah, blah, blah. But um, so he, he goes, so I talked to him that day. I think a week later, he got another call from him. And this time he said to me, look, they're, they're interested. Send them a couple copies of the book, which I didn't have printed yet. Send them a couple copies of the book when it's done. And if they like it, they'll do limited licensing with you. And I swear to God, I said, okay, let's do it. I'll do it. They said, but if they don't like it, you're in, tr- like, you're in trouble either way. Like, if they don't like it, you're making all these books, <laughs> they're going to come after you anyway. So I said, well, what should I do? And he said, just keep doing what you're doing. Okay. Now, the one thing he left out was if they do sue me, he's going to charge me $10,000 to represent me. <laughs> yeah. Or, yep. yeah, I felt the same. I mean, I wanted to strangle him. Like, oh, God. Well, it's, and, and it's, not, it's not his skin on the line if, they, if there's a lawsuit. It's yours. Right. And, that, right, and that's what I'm saying. Like, and everybody that was involved... It was no skin off of their back. I'm the one who took the fall for everything. Everybody made money from me, whoever was involved, the company, everything. So, yeah, I mean, that's that was his advice. I followed the advice. And so anyway, so we keep doing what we're doing. I keep, you know, everything's flowing along. I make the book. It comes out. And January of 2010, I'm in my apartment, get a knock on the door. I get the lawsuit, sign for it. There it is. Cease and desist. Well, the whole nine yards. Right, so, so you sick. did. You didn't. You didn't send them a couple copies to review. You just said, "I'm not no, going to go I down said, that." No, let's, yeah, I said, "Let's do it." You know, let's let's do it. I wanted to do it. I was like, "Great!" Did you imagine working with them? I was like ecstatic, like a so, little kid. So, so then, so then, how how come the book got finished, came out, and then they sent you the cease and desist that? They're going to sue you. Yeah, well, if, the, yeah. Did, so the, did, the did that happen before August, you could send them anything? Um, well, yeah. At the time, I didn't have copies of the book, right? So when it did come out in August of 2009, you know, I got the books. I start selling them. I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear anything for three months. So he said, I guess they're not suing you. And when I asked him those specific, the interesting is, the interesting point is, when I asked him if I'm doing something wrong, he said, yeah, no, you're not doing anything wrong. And I'm like, okay, great. So then there's, I guess there's nothing to worry about. But, you know, so, so the books came out, I start selling them. But then three months later is when I got the lawsuit. So, I mean, when he said that to me, he goes like, you know, he goes, all because you haven't heard from or all because they might sue you, they might not. He goes, I don't know what to tell you. He goes, but even if they know they're going to lose, they will just to break people's stones, to harass them or try and scare them. Even knowing they're going to lose, they'll still, still to possibly sue you. And it's just not them, them. It's just like the legal issue anyway with anybody doing stuff like that, you know? So, I mean, Mike, I've been telling you guys, I wasn't trying to do anything wrong. All I was trying to do is like, oh my God, how am I going to get my life savings back? This was like a labor of love, something I was like going to show everybody a great photo book. And when it came out and I got nothing but praise, everybody couldn't wait. They loved it. Couldn't wait till the next one came out. I was like, thank you very much. And again, most of the sales were overseas, not even in this in America. So, and so, I didn't even sell them all. So, 
when when the when the cease and desist shows up at your front door, does mm-hmm. your lawyer immediately, or do you call your lawyer? And what, mm-hmm. what what are you asking them? Are you asking them why three months later, after it's been quiet, does this show up? You know what what were you asking at that point in time? I'm sure I did. Like I don't remember. I mean, I know. Of course, I called them immediately and said, "Hey, here's the law. I got a lawsuit here. I'm I'm getting sued. You know, they want me to cease and desist selling the book. And that, and it's you know, after that, um, yeah, no, no, Mark, I, I forget what exactly. Like he you, told me, he goes, look, and the lawsuit was in you know Mark's hometown of Detroit, which was odd in itself too. He's like, I don't know why this lawsuit's in Detroit when they're from New York, and that's where the kiss. And it was from Kiss Catalog versus you know. Mark Scalatino and um, so yeah, I'd have to go to Detroit, have to pay him ten thousand dollars. So he told me, I was like, "Well, I don't have ten thousand. And I don't remember what he said after that, but after that, I was just like pretty much on my own if I couldn't pay him, you know. And well, Mark, that's that's what I mean. Because now, now, now you start selling the books. Uh, they're yeah. selling pretty well. It's three months later. Um, you you get this. Did they ask for like how did they did the did the lawyers ask you how much or how many copies you sold and at what price you sold them at? No. So they no. never asked No, you. I mean no. See and that's what sucks about us. When you do it in legalities, I didn't talk to Paul and Jean. I didn't talk to their I never talked to their attorneys one on one myself to explain my story, explain what happened, explain why I was doing. You know, what I mean it wasn't like, hey, I'm gonna become a billionaire now and I'll have to quit work and you know, just make my living off, you know, these guys. And like I said, especially when you see what's going on now in the last few years, like, Hey, these guys are willing to work with you. If you just let them know up front, you know, and I didn't know that, but, but even it, though I was that age, Mark, it does seem like though there was a, they, they had it earlier on extended their hand to you basically saying, send us a couple books. And if we like it, we'll offer you a limited deal. So, I guess I'm just a little confused as to why you didn't attempt that, or did you try to do, did you try to do that immediately after the cease and desist arrived, or or was it sort of like no, the, the, the too late no, the boat's to already the ship sailed? No, I just listened to the attorney. I mean, he was the one who's supposed to know what he's doing. Like I said, I said, what do I do? He said, I would just keep doing what you're doing. Should I send him the book? He said, no, no, I wouldn't send him the book. Doesn't matter because. Whether they like it or not, because if they like it, great for you, good for you. But if they don't, you're screwed anyway. So I was like, of course, being like I said, I'd listen to him. I didn't send it to him, you know. And then months later, it's when the lawsuit, you know. Yeah, and it was weird. Like I thought, I was like, okay, maybe they're not suing me because I didn't hear anything immediately. But I guess it takes time to do the paperwork, is what I was explained to. You know, to put everything in motion, it takes. It doesn't take a day. Why it was January of 2010, I have no idea. And they, they did they, they never really contacted me directly either. There was always contacting the attorney first. And did they ever give you an opportunity? The, the, the cease and desist was it flat out just here's your only option stop and destroy everything? Or was there an opportunity there for you to say, well, can we discuss this? Can we now well, get, make this a, an official item? Well, I'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's way more to it now. So this attorney, you know, um, once this happened and once I couldn't sell the book, then I was like, I'm in trouble financially. I'm not only because I'm getting sued, how am I going to pay my credit card? So um, I, in my mind, it's like I had to file for bankruptcy. 
right? Because that was the only way I was going to give them $800 a month for what I was making on my job, which wasn't much at the time because I wasn't working at UPS anymore. Um, <clears throat> let me see. Let me get this right. This happens. I think, okay, so what happened was I lost, I didn't have this attorney anymore, you know, because I couldn't afford to get him. He just, you know, basically he goes, I would try and find a lawyer and do a pro bono. I wish you luck. Fight the good fight. You're not doing anything wrong. Basically what I remember getting an email from, from this guy. I was like, okay. So You're not doing anything wrong, but you got a well, huge lawsuit in front of you. Advice. Yeah, right. And I'm like, left tongue to dry because I don't have $10,000. And win or lose, I don't think I was getting that money back. And so the next step was I uh, had a friend of mine who deals with this stuff, like usually like Zed Zeppelin or whatever. He, and he goes, my girlfriend has an attorney in New York who, you know, her company, he'll do a pro bono for you. Right. I forget his name. And so he, you know, I wind up talking to him and explaining my situation. Now he contacted Kiss's attorneys and he got back to me and it sounded like to me, if I remember right, it was that real old guy, Paul Marshall. It sounded like it might've been him that he had talked to on the phone because what had happened was he kind he called me, I'm calling him. It was late at night. He calls me and says, look, they're willing to drop the lawsuit. If you promise not to sell any more copies after these sell and they're interested in purchasing these images from you. See, a big reason why I don't know this for hundred percent for sure. One of the reasons why we never see different shots from them over the years. And it's the same stuff over because they don't have the rights to them. No, that, that, and that, if they that, don't that, want to pay that. That's true. I was, I was going to add earlier when we were talking about how we see the same solo album right. images. So when I remember when I worked for their merchandising company, um, was it from 98 to 2005, we, and this isn't just for Kiss, every single artist, whether it was Britney Spears, U2, Ozzy, provides you the licensing company with an image catalog. These are all of the approved images that we have mm -hmm. the rights to that, that we want to be used to portray us um, that you can offer up to licensees. And, you know, I think the, the KISS one was probably, I don't know, couple hundred two three hundred images it was it wasn't even all of the album covers because there were some album covers that i don't think they necessarily had the rights to um but it was all of the common images which is one thing as a kiss fan working there i'm like why do you, you know i remember in the in the late 80s going to kiss's office in central park and seeing a a light table stacked like two feet deep with just slides on it and i'm just like oh my god look at all these photos and then yeah. when, you know it's fast forward i'm working at the merch company and i'm like where's all these images well to your point they 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 may have the slide but that doesn't mean they have the rights to the slide if that makes sense to Correct. people the photographer might give right. have given them the slide to review to use to look at but they don't. They they didn't acquire the rights to use it for T-shirts and mugs and pencils and all that other stuff. And there's different rights that photographers sell. You know, they'll sell rights that are limited. And then sometimes, you know, artists want to get full rights to everything with no Michael, restrictions. 
Michael, that just happened. Matter of fact, Tom Tom German got a hold of me last week and needed, uh, uh, I guess, and you know, through. I mean, they did their due diligence, but there's a photo that has to come out of the the latest version of the tour book because the photographer discovered they were using it, and you know, they wanted you know the kiss. Uh, I, from from I don't know the details of it, but whatever the photographer found out that it was in the tour book. Kiss thought they had the rights. They didn't. So Tom asked me um, to send him some images from 1975 that he thought maybe, you know, would fit where the where the picture was. And I sent him some uh, I sent him some trade ads. I said, I think this would work because these are things that most fans haven't seen unless you're a really geeky sort of, you know, like like myself that. You because know, the trade ads a lot of times only appeared in one magazine. It was a trade ad. It wasn't like Circus or Cream or whatever. So I sent him, um, uh, you know, a half dozen or so images, and he ended up liking one of them. So when the tour book, the the new tour book, you know, the end of the world one, when when they get overseas uh, here in a couple of months to Japan and uh, Australia, the tour book's going to change again, at least by one picture, because. I provided a replacement picture for one that was in there. So that just illustrates that that's going on today. That that that's that's world. that's however you want to look at it, unfortunately, fortunately, whatever. That's common and not just for Kiss. It's common for a lot of artists out there. You know, you've got to keep in mind there's hundreds of photographers taking photos of an artist. They're providing these images. What was the contract the photographer signed when they came to the live show to sign it? Did they sign away all rights? Did they sign away limited rights? It's it's a it's a mess to keep track of, and that's part of the job of the licensing company is to make sure all these rights are cleared and approved and everything else. So getting back to it, that's why there's merchandise got the same images over and over and over again. Because the band said, you know what, we're going to go out and buy these six images from Barry Levine. He's got hundreds, but we're buying these six because these are the most common ones, and we're putting them into our catalog. And we're going to reach that's that. that's what's in their budget for the yeah, project. Yeah, exactly. So they don't, I shouldn't say they don't. I mean, it's probably different nowadays, but back in the 70s, it wasn't like everything just got turned over carte blanche and here you go. Kiss, you've got every one of my photos. You know, thank you, Waring Abbott, for giving us your entire catalog for free. You know, that that didn't happen. Yeah, and, I, you know, I've, I've known people who uh, actually sued them for the history book because they didn't get paid for using their images in the book, and they wind up having to pay them. <laughs> so, I mean, they know themselves. You know, yep. that they have, to, I mean, that's what's frustrating too. It's like, oh my God, how much money these photographers want to use, just use some different images for God's sake. I mean, again, that's why it's like saying I wanted to make the photo book I never saw. I mean, it was my dream come true. And I tell you, while that was happening, even before the book came out, other cool things that were happening were a lot of my images were on the kiss cards that came out. I don't know if you remember the ones that came out in 2009. Mm-hmm. On the back of them, it says photo courtesy of vintagekissfetters.com. And I got stuff from ESPN when they did the Cadillac, Michigan piece. They used some of my photos from that one because I, I owned them. And I proved, see, 
And that's how I know because those, the guy goes, before we use these, can you prove that you own the rights to these? I was like, yes, I can. They wouldn't have used them. They didn't right. get sued. You know, again, like I said, I was trying to do everything straight on the board. You know, my biggest regret, obviously, is not sending them the copies or not even contacting the lawyers myself. If I knew I had to do that or should have done it, I would have. Definitely, without a doubt. Now, Mark, it's no wasn't, brainer. I'm not, I did. wasn't there a big issue with the cover? Was that, uh, was that, uh, <clears throat> I remember a conversation with you that wasn't, wasn't the logo an issue? Yeah, the logo and, you know, their image on the cover. Um, that was part of it also. And I don't have the uh, lawsuit in front of me anymore. Uh, a friend of mine has it. Um, another collector. Who was, I was going to say that, 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 that's a very rare collectible to have a lawsuit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm so right. glad. You know. lawsuits. <laughs> yeah, and he and he has the uh, a box that came, the books came in because it had you know whatever on there, and I was like, yeah, you want it? Go ahead, man. Um, but yeah, I mean that kind of stuff was like a dream come true. Like I just watched your episode from last this that came out today. You know what makes a Kiss fan, and you guys, you guys being a part of the tour books or whatever. I mean, of course that's cool. I was excited when my name was in Lydia Chris's book, and she used a couple of my shots that I bought. I was like, wow, who would ever dreamt this? You know, it's it's a I great mean, I was feeling. Asking, I can only imagine how horrible the feeling is that knowing what you went through, Mark. I mean, again, you are you are the the, the example of someone who tried to do things the right way. Yeah, right. It, it's, people it's, thought it's, I stole the images from. People actually thought I went to Gene's house, took the crap, <laughs> and just decided to make a book. That's how insane some people. I, I'm sure. Look, we 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 know the three of us how crazy some things. We've read some pretty crazy stuff about us that is about as far away from the truth as possible. So I'm only imagining somebody who got sued by the band, although they did things, you know, seemingly the right way. I can almost imagine the craziness that you've read about yourself. Oh yeah, and I don't even bother. Like I have people telling me, I was telling like I don't. I'm not too big into social media. I think um, I haven't even changed my Facebook page in 07. <laughs> so, but I am later on, I'll tell you guys, you know, that I will, you know, trying to sell my photos through Facebook, through my email, whatever, but I'm starting, I'm going to get into it. Um, but again, so trying to remember everything, how it happened in order after um, I didn't, you know, I was done with the first attorney. I did get another attorney in New York pro bono. And <laughs> he told me, and he talked to this older attorney and the attorney said, you know, if you, you know, if he agrees not to sell any more books and um, we'll drop, you know, everything will be fine. And they're even interested in buying those images from me. I couldn't believe it. He's like, not much. They didn't even want the slides and the negatives. They just want to own the rights to those images, which is why you see them in the new tour book. And the last couple of tour books, if you notice, I'm wearing avid shots are just popping up, you know, and that's why. Cause now they own the rights to them. So I was like, okay. And what happened with that? I was like, oh, thank God. So I get to keep all my stuff. I just won't mind. Now I was like, all right, I'm screwed up. But now I agreed to not sell any more books, right? But how am I going to pay my credit card? So I got to file for bankruptcy. So meanwhile, I'm doing this. So I get an attorney to file for bankruptcy on my credit card. Well, I tell him, you know, I got to file for bankruptcy. This is what happened. And I thought like a dumbbell had to be totally honest what I used it for. I said, you know, I purchased all these images from Group Kiss, and I made my own book. And now he's fascinated by the story. <laughs> so because so, he goes, you know, I tell him what I used it for, but he also, you know, when you file for bankruptcy, you're like, well, what are your assets? Because the credit card attorney is going to 
take stuff from you to look to sell to help pay the, your debt off. I'm like, I know I rent an apartment and I have my own car. They're not going to take your car. And um, I tell him about all these slides and negatives I bought. He goes, I don't think he's going to want those because he's not going to know what to do with them. I'm like, okay. I didn't even think of it. My friends are like, dude, why are you telling me you just gambled, you know, and you went in debt? Like, why'd you tell him the truth? I was like, because <laughs> I thought I had to. Yeah, I go, you got cocaine and hookers down to Atlantic City. I was like, why did you tell him you bought this stuff? I was like, because I thought I had to. It was as simple as that. Yeah. Obviously, I was like, even at that age, how naive I was. I was like, I got to tell the truth or I'm screwed. Anyway, make a long story short, lo and behold, that credit card attorney is interested in my stuff. He wants to take it all. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. How's he going to sell? I'm like, you kidding me? He's going to, you know. So he gets all my stuff. And before he takes it, though, he contacts Kiss and says, look, we have all this stuff. Are you interested in buying it? Oh, because wow. He's looking, he, yeah. So he contacts their attorneys and offers it to them. So what do you think? So out of, um, let me see, out of 95,000, well, over 100 grand, because it was more than one photographer, how much do you think they offered? 10. Take a guess. Out of 20. So I told him, I was like, no way, dude. And this is, so meanwhile, I, see, I, don't, I don't know what happened here. When I filed for bankruptcy, it seemed like all of a sudden my attorney lost in touch with their attorney. And then when they did talk to him again, it was a different guy. All of a sudden, this was like a cutthroat guy. This wasn't the nice Paul Marshall going, hey, you know, everything's cool. Everything's fine. We know you're a big Kiss fan. At least that's what he told my attorney. I understand you're a big Kiss fan. Just stop making the book, whatever. Okay. But now, after I had to file um, the bankruptcy, something changed. Something happened. Either they got annoyed that I filed bankruptcy and the, these slides were involved. I don't know what happened. All I know is my attorney couldn't get a hold of him all of a sudden. And when he did, it was a different guy. And this guy was just like, I don't care about, you know, this Kiss fan, whatever. You're, you're going down. You know, we're taking the stuff. You're not selling anything anymore, blah, blah, blah. So. But I'm a, Mark, I'm a little confused. So didn't the, the, um, the credit card lawyer, the credit card guy now own all your photos? Didn't he take them from you? Yes. But so, the thing was, I told him, I said, I said, there's no way in the world you're selling those for 20 over my dead body. I was like, well, but see, here, here's my question. Did you have any yeah. rights to say that? Because I, I, and I'm just completely guessing here. Didn't that bankruptcy lawyer with those assets just go, okay, we're just going to get whatever we can from it because we need, you know, 10 cents on the dollar if that's what we can get to pay right. off. So right. did, did you, no, exactly. I mean, were you I in any position, were you in any legal position to even tell them not to sell it? No, I mean, I know what I said, but no, basically I, um, he was taking control. He owned them and who, you know, once whoever bought them, owned them from him. See, the other thing that was going on is like Kiss's attorneys intimidated them. Because, and I can't remember what word for word they said after this many years, but these guys didn't know what they were doing. They had no idea. I, I had to educate them. And I said, I said, these came with rights. I said, I signed the rights. I said, these are in the library. I'm explaining to them. I own these things. These things are worth a lot of money. So we wind up getting an appraisal, right? So it costs $5,000, <laughs> almost five grand to have someone who appraised them and appraised them over a hundred grand. So the credit card attorney was like, I'm not selling to you for 20. These things are worth a hundred. So 
Trace's attorneys come back and say, we'll give you 40. So that's what they got him for. And I, and part of the deal was everything was, I had to have a deposition. So after this happened, he agreed to sell him to kiss for $40,000. And out of that, I got about 300 for the books because they wanted whatever books were left, you know, I'll get to that too in a minute. So that's, that's what I remember. I'm sorry. I'm leaving out some details, but it's been so long. Um, yeah, I really didn't have rights after he took them from me. He was, he could give them back. If he, if he couldn't sell them, if nobody wanted them, I would have got them back. Right. But, and, and the other thing too, is if I never even said that I bought these, this stuff, I would have had them and kept them. I could have sold them myself and probably got most of the money back. So, yeah, but it was like, I was getting hit with one left hook after another dude. You know, I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm drowning here. Like somebody throw me a lifesaver here, a life raft, something. But as each day went on, it was just worse and worse for me. So, I mean, that's basically what happened. That The other attorney that I had in New York, he kept saying, he's like, I, I can't get a hold of them. They're not returning my calls. And, um, but the one thing he did say, or that he did have, he's like, I can't, you know, do anything for you until there's actually a lawsuit. If you go to court, then I can help you. I can't help you with anything with this bankruptcy thing. I'm like, okay. So basically that's what happened, man. I mean, I lost <clears throat> all the images, negatives, and slides. Now this guy actually took everything. He took my posters. He took my scrapbooks. He took magazines. I said, they don't want this stuff. They don't, they're not interested. So he took it anyway. And so the next step that happened, if you're ready, is I had to have a deposition with the credit card attorney, my attorney, the bankruptcy attorney, and two KISS attorneys. One was a bankruptcy specialist, I think, and one was just representing KISS for the lawsuit. And that was like a month or two later after uh, they agreed to buy everything. So I go, whatever date it was, this was still in 2010 or 11. This, I, this actually drug on for a long time. I think it was actually the beginning of 2011 by time I met all these guys. So I had to go in there, give them my bank account information to see how much money I had to prove that, you know, I really wasn't making money on it, blah, blah, blah. So after the credit card attorney had talked about certain things and looking at my records, then it was Kiss's attorney's time. And the bizarre thing was when the guy was talking to me and asking me questions, he brought up somebody else's name three times that used to work with them that I knew. So I'm thinking, okay, what the hell's going on here? Is it because of this other person? Which, you know, they were, this other person had nothing to do with my website. So I was like, it didn't make sense, but he did. And he seemed kind of annoyed about that. And the other guy, the bankruptcy guy goes, what makes you think you could have made a book? And I was like, well, because the other 50 that came out before mine, I don't know. That's why, <laughs> you know, it's like, I didn't think I was doing anything wrong. But anyway, there was, a, I was there for about an hour, hour and a half. They were asking me, you know, how I purchased this stuff, where I got it from, you know, that I wasn't allowed to do this, you know, and on and on and on. I, I don't remember too much of the details of that. All I know is after that day, there was, that was it. They took my stuff. I didn't own the rights. I lost everything. They did ask me how many books I had. And I don't remember at the time, I think I had like four cases left took all those. I only have one for myself. That's all I had. That's all I still have is just my one book for me. And they took all the books and that was it. Everybody got, everybody got paid. What they were got, After he got the 40 grand, he just 
dispersed it amongst my parents who lend me money for the website, the credit card, and whoever else who was involved. And that's basically it, fellas. I mean, that was, I was like devastated, of course. And then when everybody found out, everybody was not, I mean, people were, like I said, saying stuff against me, but they were also ripping, you know, Gene and Kiss, and they didn't know. You know, they were just feel, felt bad for me and pissed off for me. Because here's a guy who's been with them 45 years, you know, dealing with the family and the friends and the girlfriends. I mean, actually, a girlfriend's ex fiance's guy. My friends told me, like, forget it. He's going to spend all his money on Kiss. Like I said, I'm one of those Kiss guys who had to deal with all that nonsense. I was like, I'm not going to spend every money I have, penny I have on Kiss. I'm not going to not feed our kids. I think like you guys were saying in another episode, the last episode. Once you, Mark, didn't you say when you got married, you gave up, you know, I didn't well, buy I Black Sabbath anymore. Because I collected other bands in the same version. Yeah. But you got to remember, though, too, a lot of bands, like, and keep in mind, I know a lot of bands since, like Iron Maiden now have Eddie figures and stuff, but they didn't in, you know, 1988 they weren't selling stuff like that so but you know a lot of those bands just had posters or tour books or whatever and that's the stuff i collected kiss obviously we all knew had everything everything so you know obviously it was a lot you know there was it was more kiss stuff to buy in uh in that sort of yeah well i know unfortunately i don't remember like i said every little detail because it was so long ago but i know about a year after the um the bankruptcy I did get something else that basically the court, the courts of Detroit said something like this set a precedent, like no one can make, you know, these books or any without their permission or something like that. So, you know, thanks to me, (laughs) I got, I set the precedent for like, Hey, you know, you guys aren't, you can't do this anymore. You know, we're not going to let you do it anymore. Mark moving forward as we know, and I I don't want to drag anybody personally into this, but if somebody was putting out a kiss book today, if you could give them, if you could talk to them for five minutes, you know, and maybe you can give us a two minute version if you know what I mean. But what or any, any kiss product, be any, it a yeah, poster book, a book, magazine, magazine, f- fancy, whatever, anything. Oh, obviously, like I said, I would get a, an attorney first. And I you know, but at the same time, I would ask the attorney, to, hey, this is what I want to do. Am I, am I legal and any legal rights to do this? If you had to contact kiss themselves, I would do that. I'd be like, Hey, this is what I'm interested in doing. You know, if, I mean, if I was in, you know, going back to the beginning of this, when I was going to, when I was purchasing the stuff from wearing out, I didn't want to buy all the slides and negatives. At first, I'm pretty sure he agreed just to buy, you know, scanned images on a disc and somebody talked him out of it is my opinion. And then he changed his mind and all of a sudden I was like, Oh, instead of 5,000, I got to spend 95,000. Like, and again, I didn't have to, I just thought it was like, wow, this is, for all this trouble that I was having in life and everything, I was getting one wrench thrown after another. I was like, this is my saving grace. Like this, will, I'll love this. Make, I wasn't going to, hey, I'm going to do this for a living. I still had my job. I didn't quit my job. It's like, this was just something, a side thing, on this, a passion that I have, obviously, for 40 years. And uh, this fell in my lap for a reason. You know, I just thought it was a no-brainer for me as a fan. Had I known that that was going to happen, of course, I was like, I never would have done it. Why would I do it? to put myself through that and to lose everything. I mean, seriously, I didn't, you know, fall off the roof and hit my head. It's like, I don't know. It's just unfortunate. But the big question, of course, everybody is why you, why me? I mean, that's all I get asked for the first five years. Why did they do this to you? Even people who've known them, worked with them. Um, I, I can't believe they did this to you. Why you, why did they pick on you? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I never talked to them. 
Well, so going back to what yeah. you said earlier, though, about them asking you about this one specific person that used to work for them, do you think that they yeah. thought there was a tie there? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's, but yeah, that's to your question right there. Yeah, and I but but I talked to that person. I went up to him. I said, "Hey, uh, your name came up three times at this deposition," and I told him there was. I mean, it's not like I. It's you know, not the truth. Or I mean, I, I went. I told him. He goes, really? I, you know, we had a falling out, but you know, I thought everything was fine, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, uh, it's like, I, I'm not even like blaming that person, like totally, because like well, I said, he had I nothing. I wasn't insinuating that. I'm just saying that might yeah. be, that it might be the, the answer to your question might be that simple. It could be. That's what I'm saying. Like we could spend, you know, if I, if, if this was nine years ago and I remembered every single detail, we can spend hours speculating on why you, why this, why did this happen this way? Like a million and one things. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, but now it's like, and it's still, I mean, I still have to this day, people ask me if I have copies of the book and they can't believe why didn't you keep four boxes of books? You idiot. You know, it's like, ah, uh, cause I didn't want to get sued. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get in more trouble than I was already in. It's like, I don't know what to tell you. Well, <laughs> yes, for sure. You do with the books if you had them anyways at this point, cause if you sell any of them, then you got the problem again. Yeah, and it's, obviously you guys know if you're aware. I mean, this things going for what two, three, four hundred. Like people trying to yeah, get a thousand dollars on Amazon and three hundred on eBay. So people still have them, and they have the unauthorized sticker on them. Um, and again, you know, the, going back to the cover of the book, that was the same cover of another person's book. That's why this person told me, "Hey, you could do this." You know, it's you're not. You know, this is a it's a concert shot. It's not the official logo. It's, it's you know this obscure. and that. And, 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 and I listened to their opinion, huh? It's even obscured. It's not the full logo. Part of Ace's exactly what I and that Mark. That's what I said. I said you can't even see the other S. So who cares? Like anyway, you know what the lawsuit was. Which the, the only thing that really aggravated me and was a joke to me, the way they had worded it was that it was unfair business, unfair, uh, unfair competition to the Wearing Abbott book, which was already seven years old. You know, I was like, what? Well, this is silly. You know, but like I said, for whatever reason, I so to me and i and i told you guys this before and i don't know if i'll tell everybody you know how i got my closure last year is that you know obviously i was bitter about it and obviously because i you know at the moment i mean i knew it wasn't personal they didn't know who the hell i was right because i had friends going how could you go to a kiss how do you ever even listen to them again you're an idiot and i'm like because i i don't know <laughs> i still i said i love the music I, I said it's not personal and um so over the years, yeah, I've gotten, you know, stuff like that. And then finally, you know, I did the Gene Simmons vault last February. So I go with my friend and I, you know, is it all right to skip to that? Are you sure. guys okay with that? Yeah, so, yeah, okay. Yeah. I was hoping. So, yeah. Here's like, I'd never met Paul and Gene before. I met Ace and Peter. And, uh, when I met Peter, he had choice words about what happened to me, which I, <laughs> I won't repeat. <laughs> um, cause I met him at, I don't know, Mark, were you at that kiss convention in 2013? The, the Peter Arquette and Ross Kendall had in uh, um, the New York. New, no, New I, York didn't, I, didn't, I did. No, I didn't go to that. I went to the next one. Okay, that's when I met. You know, I stood. I met Peter for the. I mean, it was incredible. Uh, I couldn't believe it. I was like, "How do I get 30 I told him, "How do I get thirty-seven years of thank yous in ten minutes?" You know. Anyway, um, so I get the Gene Simmons vault, and of course, the first thing in my mind is like, "I'm going to meet him for the first time." I got to, in my mind, it's like, I just, I have to bring this up and say either I'm sorry or, you know, this is what happened. But 
you know, you only have 10 minutes with my friend that was going, he was like, please don't say that. You're going to get us kicked out. And I was like, no, it's, it's okay. I'm not going to lose my temper. So, you know, I meet him. It was great. You know, he signed the vault. I'm in awe, of course. I'm in, like getting stuff signed. So right before I leave, I said, Gene, I guess I owe you an apology. And he said, for what? And I said, well, do you remember the book that the lawsuit came out on that vintage kiss photos? And he just looked at me dead in the eye and he said that other person's name. He doesn't even know who I am. He correlated my book with another person. So that's how I knew it wasn't person. And I said, well, no, it was my book. And I said, you know, I didn't want things to happen that way. I'm sorry it happened that way. And he said, no reason to apologize. A day above ground is a great day. You know, like, I think he's been saying that a lot lately. <laughs> he's been quoting that a lot. And uh, so I was like, I was, I was actually relieved. You know, so I knew it wasn't personal. And uh, it was my fault. You know, like, like going back to like, I wish I didn't. Of course, I've been kicking myself in the ass for years, not sending him the book. Why did I listen to this guy? You know, it's like, because he was supposed to know what he was talking about. And I was just in the panic of like, I got to sell these books. I got to pay, get out of debt. I owe people money. I got to pay myself back. And that's, that was, that was my main thought. That wasn't like me versus them, you know? And obviously, you know, that was, I don't know. It was heartbreaking at the time. That's for sure. And it took me a long time to get over because even other people that were involved said, Oh my God, I can't believe they did this to you. I was like, Oh, me either, man. But, you know? but, in all, but all fairness too. I mean, I think you, you brought a really good point home. This is that, when Gene didn't know who you were and thought it was associated with someone else, that tells yeah. you there before everyone starts jumping down Kiss's throat or Paul or Gene or whomever, you know, when you're when you're in business, you hire attorneys to protect your assets and protect your rights. Right. You have no right. idea how much they were weren't involved in any of this sort of thing. So Yeah, I don't know anything. Someone might right. have no, that's what I mean. on your website that doesn't like you or is jealous of you because you bought all those images. I mean, some of these Kiss yeah. fans are so freaking petty that I could totally see them going and turning you into uh, Kiss's attorneys or somebody else because they don't appreciate the fact that you bought those negatives. Yeah, and I remember... And I remember the credit card attorney. I mean, some of the things I do remember, like I'd be at the credit card attorney's office and he actually had them on the phone one time. He's like, he goes, you got, he goes, can't you sell Mark's book at your shows? And he said, no, we don't do that, which they do. Cause they used to sell history there. Cause you know, one of them years ago, but he goes, Mark's a nice guy. He's not, you know, he wasn't trying to do anything. He's a big fan. He loves you guys, but well, well, he's talking to an attorney. So he's not talking to Paul or Gene or whatever, but they didn't care. I mean, it, it was like, the day I met that one guy, it was just like Peter wrote in his book. You just want to fucking strangle them because they're so smug. You know, it's like your life's in ruins. See, what makes it worse is that, like I said, being a 40 uh, something year fan at this point, but at that point it was what, uh, 33 years, you know, I mean, you put your heart and soul into it. You don't think these guys that you love are actually going to sue you. You know, you're ever going to get sued by the band. You know, it would be more like you guys, like I'm working with them. I got my name in the book. I get to work with, you know, this is cool. It's not like I'm not, you know, a fanboy so much, but I mean, it's exciting. You know, it'd be exciting. And for me now I'm known for all the wrong reasons. And I, what's funny is I totally wanted to do this because I've seen other podcasts talk about the book and they get everything wrong. Everything. There's that's no the idea. Doing. That's one of the reasons we wanted to have you on. Is because there's been a lot of chatter about Kiss books lately, and you know you have an incredible tale to tell. And 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 right now we we gave our audience right from the horse's mouth. I mean, uh, to me, just as a business owner, I look back at your what you went through, 
And it's and obviously hindsight's always twenty twenty. But yeah. when when the attorneys got a hold for you a hold of you before their attorney I'm talking about. When their attorney yeah. got a hold of you before your product physically came out, it just seems to me that that was the time to document exactly what they, meaning the KISS Corporation, expected from you to make sure this was legal. Because your attorney telling you, oh, just keep doing what you're doing was, was by far... A, such a negligent thing to do that I th- I thought you could have taken legal action against him because he certainly didn't put your best interest. You know, again, as a business owner, if 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 my, if I was getting because I do utility work, if I was getting, you know, if I was working on a piece of property, and you know, they told me I I, I you know the owners of the property you can't come on here. But the utility just said, just go ahead and do it. If I go ahead and I put their utility in, that shouldn't be on me. Because, you know what I mean? If their attorney told me, meaning the, 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 uh, uh, the, the attorney that I, you know, I, I went to, then you're, you just screwed yourself. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. you. Well, that's, and there's another piece to that, too. For everybody listening here that's thinking about making a KISS product, it seems like one of the things we learned is just go to the band and see if you can work out something, because that'll avoid all the trouble. Right. But right. if you're going to hire an attorney, whether it be for something like this or for anything in your life, make them write something to you in an email or on a piece of paper that proves that they're telling you to do what they're telling you to do rather than just a phone conversation, because it'll be too easy for that stupid attorney to say, oh, no, Mark just misinterpreted what I was saying. That's not what at all I told him and blah, 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 blah. So just for everybody out there, get everything in writing, all your correspondence from attorneys in writing, because then you have something to go back on. If you get a cease and desist, Guys, they're not going to forget about that once. If you're like, oh, I haven't heard from them. Because you, you you, were guilty of that too, Mark. You're like, well, Christ, my book's out. It's been three months. No one said anything. We're just going to keep going. That's oh, not- In the back of my mind, though, I was, it was always in the back of my head. I'm like, you know, because especially it's like, okay, one month went by, two months went by, three months went by. And like, you know, because and also it was, could be they called your bluff just trying to scare you. That happens too. You know, I know there was all, he explained to me. That's all true. You're right. That that does happen. But boy, oh boy, if you're going to put up all that kind of money, that's not anything I'd I'd leave to chance. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. I was upset. Yeah. I mean, obviously I was upset. That's what I always say. I was like, this is great. You know, he'll represent me, but he left out. It's going to cost me $10,000. I mean, if he would have said that, what he said, just keep doing what you're doing. I might've been, well, I don't have 10 grand. Let's send him a copy of the book. I really don't want to get a chance getting sued here. I mean, of course I should have done that anyway, but you know, like I said, I listened to him and I, I seriously had no idea. I mean, just the naivety of going through this for the first time, obviously if I ever wanted to make another, which will never happen. Everybody's like, are you going to make another photo book? I was like, well, no, I don't <laughs> yeah. have that kind of material. <laughs> and I, I'm not going to do that. What's that? I said, want to go through hell again? Sure. You know, yeah. Uh, well, even my dad was like, "Hey, you, you got any more projects you wanted to do, or something like that?" He was looking. At me. I was like, "No, I'm I'm finished," because he was. I mean, that was upsetting too to see my parents upset. You know, it was. Um, and what sucks is it's almost like, "Hey, I told you, you love these guys for all these years. They don't give a crap about you. Look at this. You know, you spent all this money. You know, now what? Now what? Now you know. It's like I've, it's it makes me feel really bad about it. But 
like I said, I wouldn't even be able to do this calmly 10, nine, 10 years ago. You know what I mean? But now, like I said, meeting Gene was great because it kind of just put everything at ease for me. It's water under the bridge. Never happened again. It shouldn't have happened. But again, you know, but it's, what makes me feel bad is like, it's like, I'm the devil. I'm the antichrist of kiss fans. Like, uh, I'm on the blacklist. Nobody wants it. Every time somebody talks about my book, they're like, Oh, let's not talk about this. Cause you know, well, I got to see these pockets. Change some, some minds and hearts today. I mean, God, it's only obvious you were trying to do this for the right reasons. You did reach oh, yeah. out to legal I, people. You did try to do things the right way. And, and like Tommy pointed out, and it's true. You know, Gene and Paul didn't have a conversation to get you and to ruin your book. Just the opposite. Right. They hire people to people who are nefarious, to people who don't have, that aren't like you. Unfortunately, the law doesn't get to discriminate. You know what I mean? It it does yeah, what I it mean, does. It, it marches. I was kind of like, well, yeah, well, my attorney was trying to explain to him how the nice guy is. He's been a lot. And they, they don't. And I, I feel like saying, just they'd stop. They, didn't, they don't care. These, these guys personally don't care. I mean, I know Paul and Gene appreciate fandom and all this, but still, like I now I don't. I, I you know I was in the wrong. I mean, it's like just seeing all these. Like I said, being a big photo guy and a collector and all this stuff, seeing all these other books that I liked. Hell, if I would have known twenty years ago somebody threatened to even got sued, I'd be like, oh boy, I'm well, not invested in this. But in all fairness, too, I don't think that it's as bad as you you may believe that it is with the way you think some of these people may view you. Quite honestly, because there's also a ton of KISS fans who, unfortunately, have never seen this book or known about it and certainly don't know who you are or what your story is. I just think it's, yeah. a, it's a small group of people who have absolutely nothing better to do with their lives. And so why not just talk shit about other people that they know nothing about? So hopefully this will, like Mark said, will help for people to see and understand what, what happened. Because this could happen to anybody. It, it yeah. Really, oh. Well, keep in mind what oh. Nicholas said. Nicholas said they, when they got, meaning they, meaning the Kiss attorneys, when they got wind of his book, they pretty much did, did for, contacted Nicholas the way they contacted you. Why don't you send us something, and we'll see if we want to help put it out. And that, that's what he did. And you know, obviously yeah. they're going to take their. That what they think is a fair share, and that's debatable, I guess. But ultimately, Nicholas thought it was good enough, and that's what he did. And and you know, I, I think when Kiss's attorneys give you an out that way, that's a smart thing to do. If you're putting out, I don't care if it's a poster or a magazine or or a book. If, if, if Kiss wants to work with you, I don't I don't understand why you wouldn't want to work with them. You know what I mean? Right. It's that, exactly. That's something like I said. <laughs> You realized it. Unfortunately, it was you know it was too late. And this is the tale. Yeah, it was a no brainer. Yeah, this is the. Yeah, I couldn't understand that either, man. I was so excited. I was like, really? We can get limited licensing? Like, how can we beat that? You know. But I mean, I knew he was right. Whatever he said, I'm sure. I mean, it was definitely longer than a two minute conversation. But you know, when he said, "Oh, you know, just keep doing what you're doing," because you know, if they don't like it, you know, this is going to happen. That's going to happen anyway. And I'm like, oh, God. That's what I was saying. I was like, well, what do I do? I mean, I mean I'm asking him, what should I do? I don't want to get sued. I don't want to lose everything. I don't, I mean, I had no, and believe me, at this point, I mean, for about a year after that, <laughs> I mean, I was feeling sorry for myself. I mean, not only did I, with the books, but losing all the images because it's credit card. And again, I see, I wish I remembered all the details, but I mean, they intimidated me. They had no idea what they were doing. 
And, you know, they're not big time lawyers and whatever, because the attorneys that just scared the crap out of them. Kiss has got deep pockets. They're, they're, they're only getting yeah. the best of the best attorneys. You, you know, right. Of course. That's well, just the way it is. But here's the silver lining to this whole thing, you know, is if you think about it, considering at the time in which you did it, at least you took on the debt yourself with the credit cards because, yeah, it wiped you out. But you don't have IRS problems. You don't have issues with fans that bought the book uh, on like a GoFundMe or something like that, that now you don't have a book. You don't have any money You have no way of paying anybody back. And now you've got legal problems from a lot of different people. So it seems to me like it honestly could have been considerably worse. It's just unfortunate yeah. that you took advice from an attorney who, like Mark was saying, probably didn't have your best interest at heart. Well, he had his. He wanted to make the money. But the funny thing is that he's already dealt with. See, the reason I was connected with this guy through somebody else is he already dealt with him. He, his name's actually in another Kiss book, which I won't say. But he so he had already known. Like So I thought he knew what he was doing. I thought he, he was going to help me. And, I mean, he went the pro bono guy. I mean, we he would took we would have went to court. I mean, if I had the funds to do it, and not because I want to fight kids, I was like, how am I ever going to pay everybody back and myself? That was, you know, it became you know as a kids fan doing it out of love, and then like then it's panic, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm about to lose everything here, you know. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, it's water under the bridge now, you know. So, so life's life's much better. So so I'm Mark. Mark I was gonna say Mark. Looking back at this, it seems to me there's like three takeaways from kind of what what you learned or what you would have done different. One, getting a lawyer right from the outset and clearly right. understanding all of the legal rights involved in the project. Two, if KISS reaches out to you with an offer, follow up and discuss that offer. I'm not saying accept the offer, but at least discuss it. So when they said, send, yeah. a, send us two books, you should have, you looking back, would have probably said, I should have sent them two books to see. Oh, yeah. I said it two weeks after the, the fact. I mean, it was, I said that 10 years ago after everything happened. I was like, of course, that's stupid. I mean, I was, I was about to tell you, man, I'm so mad at myself, at the attorney. You know, so I'm thinking, yeah, like you said, he's, he's supposed to be looking out for me and at least give me the heads up of how much it's going to cost me. <laughs> for for clarification too, nowadays with the way things have moved forward, you don't even need to print the book. So you're not out that money. You could probably just send them a working copy of it in a digital format so they can look it over. So well, see, unfortunately for me, you know, you know what uh, screwed everything up, guys. Even even if you know, because I kept after the fact, I kept going through things in my head. They could have said, you know what. Yeah, it's okay if you do the book, but it can't come out till three years from now. We're we're doing this, and then I would have been in the same boat, <laughs> not getting sued, but I would have been filing for bankruptcy. I would have lost stuff. Like I was such like it was all about you know the money. Like I said, I I worked at UPS for twenty one years, and that wasn't every single penny I used for that. But that was my that was blood, sweat, and tears, man. I mean, that was hard earned money that is now just pissed away because. Side, something I love, you know, something I wanted to do. And yeah, I mean, obviously you should think twice about doing that, you know, before you well, and, work and, that hard and, and get on. And, 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 I, and I think the third, the third takeaway was if you get a cease and desist and hear from their lawyers and then you don't hear from them for months, 
don't assume everything is okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah, <laughs> it's like forget there's about a lot that. of lessons learned. You know, it's like I was the you know I'm the poster child of you know what not to do. Unfortunately, but you know, but the ironic thing is. Everybody, you know, a lot of people that did books, from what I know, and I mean, I'm not going into details because we don't even have enough time, of all the people that I did know and talk to, I mean, they didn't go through this. Again, that's why it was like, why you? Why you? I mean, you didn't, I did nothing different than any other person that put out their own book or made a kiss book at that point anyway, up to that point. Now, I don't know if they threatened anybody. I'll well, you know, you're, you're, know. You're, you're one thing that seems sort of unique is your book was a bunch of photos that were from a photographer that did a official book with kiss. Mm -hmm. So that right, that right there might, you know, know, and I I can't say for sure, but I'm just saying that's one thing where they might've said, listen, right or wrong or true or not. You're selling something that's competing with something that we're doing officially. Right. Well, and I, again, like I said, that's why I laughed because it was seven years old. And that, that was basically the thing. I mean, besides the makeup, like I knew, you know, I, I'm not a complete idiot. I mean, I knew, I, I paid attention over the years. I've seen other people do it and what to do, what not to do. And I guess I'm friends with certain people that put out books. And I did, I did talk to one person who did say Gene did threaten to sue me, but he just never followed through. And I, don't, I can't remember if that was before or after my book. So... Yeah, one of the books that came out on them, he did tell me a person that we all know uh, was Jesus Gene didn't follow up through it. And I think because he had a, a heavy backing, you know, behind him. And so, yeah, I mean, it's always a possibility. Like, like you said, I mean, I did, you know, I'm not, I mean, I've never been arrested. I don't know anything about the law and being a criminal and all that crap. So I didn't know any of this stuff anyway. But, you know, when the guy told me, my attorney told me, he's like, hey, they know even if they're wrong. People get sued just because, you know, it's a pain in the ass for you. You know, <laughs> like you don't have the legal fees. You like drag it out or whatever. And that's the kind of stuff that was going through my head. It's like, oh, my God, how am I going to pay my parents back? How am I going to pay my son? It was all about just getting the money back. And, you know, unfortunately, it's bit me in the ass, you know. So, <sighs> yeah, I don't know what else to say. Like I said, uh, like I said, I'm glad I met you. I'm glad I did the vault. I'm glad I got him to sign. It was awesome. And. You know, I bought this area. I'm just just (laughs) glad, Mark, that, you know, you're that things are working out. You seem like uh, things are have turned, you know, for the better for you. This is behind you to a large degree. Um, You certainly learned an incredible lesson, unfortunately, the hard way. But the fact that you're on here, you're not screaming and cursing and you're no, telling yeah. your tale. I, I can't tell you how, how much is well, as you're as, you, as a friend and, and as a Kiss fan, you know, I, it, I'm, I'm glad you're in a better space now than you were a while ago. And, and I tell you what, you watch and see the when when we start getting responses on this show next week, because I, I guarantee I think people are going to feel that that same way. Because in many ways, you know, we're all you. We we love Kiss. If we had the the way to share our passion, you know, with with the band or whatever, and and like you said, you know, earlier through through Michael working with Kiss, through Tommy and I being associated with the new tour book and doing stuff like, it's so great to be part of that. You know, it's it's a magical feeling because, like you said, it's true. And and we've said this on the show many times. You know, 
I do feel like I'm 12 when I'm standing in front of that curtain and they announce the band and it's, it's still so, so exciting. And when you go to a show and you know, there's something in the merch booth that you helped with or, you know what I mean? Or it's, it's just an overwhelming, incredible feeling that I wish every kiss fan could feel. But at the same time, unfortunately, uh, you know, a tale like yours exists as well. And, and I hope for maybe somebody that's in our audience that may want to do a KISS product, like Tommy mentioned, maybe can learn something from this. And, and you specifically, Mark, help them. And you know what I mean? And hopefully we'll get a cool KISS product that was, you know, went through the right channels. And, and, and you know, and you had a part to do in that, you know. So I really appreciate you telling you know, and being so honest too, man. Thank you for being so honest about everything. Well, yeah, of course, no problem. I mean, like, I'm, I'm surprised you guys would be like, "Oh my God!" You know, maybe we're going to be on the shit list now. We talked to this guy about his book, and like, that's the way everyone comes. But I'm like you. I'm, I'm like anybody else, man. I mean, <laughs> I don't give a crap what anybody says. I don't even care if somebody has anything negative. Even back then, I was like, "Oh, they're idiots," and who gives a shit? They have no idea what they're talking about. So, Mark, Mark, you know I'm what upsets. You know what upsets a lot of people about this show is that we're honest all the time. And I can say that for my mm-hmm. two co-hosts. We don't hold back. Yeah. We don't bullshit because we've gotten so much, oh, you're shilling for this or you're this or you don't. No, it ain't. This is exactly how we feel. This is exactly how we see things. And we, th- the three of us, certainly, just watch enough episodes. We don't agree on everything. Christ. We disagree about a lot of stuff, but guess what? Each one of us tells us exactly, it tells it exactly as we see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you had, you had an interesting story to tell that should be shared with people. Because really, if you think about it, it's the kind of situation where you might be able, you're helping other people to avoid what you went through. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, it was a lesson. It was a hard lesson learned. It was, it's, again, it was very, for what, you know, because to hear the whole story, they knew, like, what, you know, I mean, you guys have been through the same thing. Maybe not. I mean, we've all been through something different. Like mm-hmm. I said, I mean, I actually have an ex-fiance tell me how their friends are like, don't go out with this guy anymore. He's a case of kiss collector. I hope he'll buy a poster over feeding your kids. I'm like, that's insanity. That's totally insane. But that's yeah. the way they would come across because somebody that they knew was that nuts that would do something like that. I'm like, I wasn't raised that way, man. It's like, I wasn't crazy. That's why you got to surround yourself with people that matter. You know? Well, yeah, she's no longer a part of my life, so. Well, there you go. (laughs) So you got off easy. Oh, but something funny, too, is the first time I ever sold the original guys was in Tiger Stadium. And the funny thing is, and I hate to admit this, (laughs) a podcast, but I had just gotten engaged the first time, right? And something (laughs) told me, I'd say, I'm in trouble. (laughs) <laughs> because the original force and we're back together and it's like i just i'm like oh my god uh, this is like something i've been waiting for my whole life you know to see i mean that was like the greatest weekend ever one of them anyway driving yeah, 12 hours to see them wasn't that fantastic man i no, mean it's like i was well, for me, i didn't you. get a chance to see them you know, yeah. we got the we got the preview shows. You know, they were here for a week. I mean, we didn't technically preview shows, but I think I told the story before. You know, being a contractor, I knew a city inspector. He, he snuck me into Kobo for a little bit. I watched a little bit of the rehearsals. I got down to Tiger Stadium the the night before and watched a little bit of dress rehearsal through the through a you know through a crack door, and it was just so exciting. So I tell you what, we're gonna we're, it's you know, Mark, we say this to a lot of our guests. It's been two hours, my friend. 
Yeah. And it, and yeah. I know it never it seems sure like so. we're gonna, we got to wrap up here, but I want to give you the chance to anything, you know, you got on your chest or anything you want to talk about real quick or whatever, if you want to wrap all this thing up for us and, uh, you know, and, and, and then we got to run. Yeah. Like I said, well, if you guys don't mind, like I said, there's a lot of stuff that I have been trying to so I actually have sold a lot of, um, sides and negatives in the last couple of years, but I have a ton of photos, ton of photos. And, uh, pretty soon I'm going to be on my Facebook page, uh, with my brother's help actually taking pictures of pictures. I'm going to be trying to sell a lot of this stuff. And a lot of it is the wearing and stuff that I owned at the time and made prints for myself. And, uh, so if somebody's interested in them, they can get them. And I'm going to, I'll probably put my email address on the Facebook page if people want to contact me. Yeah, you let us know, um, Mark. We'll help you any way we can, man. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, M-A-R-C-S-C-A-L-L-A-T-I-N-O. Um, go on the Facebook page. And that'll probably happen within a week or so. Um, and I don't know if you guys have seen it. I've watched a couple shows. There was a guy in England. It still fascinates me talking about this Kiss Book collection. Uh, I forget his name. But, you know, it's, it's it was awesome. He's like, here's one in the book to get. And he's like, Mark Scalatino. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you saw. I can't, his name is uh, Rob Doran, I think. Cool guy. I mean, it's like giving a shout out. Like, Rob Dor- Bob Doran or Rob Doran. And, uh, yeah, I'm always amazed. When I, that's why I always watch these shows. It's like, here's the Kiss book she should have. And it's like, I watch it just in case. It still puts a smile on my face. It's I an still, awesome book. I I, like I said, I was I was showing, you know, when you were talking, I was, you know, I only showed literally not even an eighth of it. I was just flipping through some of the pages so people could see just how incredible your book, you know, is actually, not was, is. And, uh, you know, yeah. unfortunately, you know, well, we all heard the tale, so no need to go into it. But what yeah, and I can't wait till. And I can't wait till this whatever box. I mean, even Gene said, I think he was talking about doing a, a huge box at someday. I can't wait. <laughs> like, I, I can't wait um, till that stuff happens. And like, and like you're saying about owning the rights to something. And I was surprised. And I only knew in the last, I don't know, five, ten years what they owned and didn't own the rights to. I mean, they, like I heard the Kissology is always getting pushed back because whoever owns the footage or the rights to it. You know they got to work down an agreement with them because they don't own that, it. You know that, that that's so- that's one of the biggest misconceptions fans have. Not just about Kiss, but every band. They think every right. band owns everything, every recording, every video, every photo, and that's not true. Somebody else owns it. They may have it in their vault, but they can't reproduce it they can't sell it they can't put it into a dvd as a clip they've got to get the permission from the rights holder that could be abc tv that could be some production company a record label a photographer you know it always comes down to gee why can't kiss just go release this stuff because kiss doesn't own everything bands and and somebody inevitably is going to go Bullshit. Metallica owns it all. Yeah, there's always going to be a few bands that are right. the exception to the rule. But like Metallica or Motley Crue, it costs them tens of millions of dollars to buy the rights to their, their recording catalog. Just the recordings back from the label. Tens right. of That's millions. frustrating as a fan. I've been frustrated for years. I mean, it's like, I would love to know that stuff. Cause it's like, okay, you know, they're worth hundreds of millions of dollars. 
how much is it to, you know, put five different pictures in a book instead of the same one? Like I never, I would love to know how much to, because everybody, it's frustrating. It's like, is it guys, you just don't feel like paying them? Come on. It's, it's frustrating. Well, too. It's like we're never going to hear and see everything. I think it's probably frustrating to the band themselves because they're like, they want to do something very cool. So they go reach out and talk to whoever owns the rights for whatever they need. And that person realizes, oh, this is going to be a DVD project or a box set or a photo book or whatever it might be. I'm jacking my rates up because it's Kiss. They're worth a fortune. Yeah. They'll pay anything. Right. And, you know, at the end right. of the day, like I Mark know. said, there's a budget for a project. I was, was going to share my story. I shared this years ago on this show. I remember running into Doc in 2007 at a Kiss show. I think it was right after the Kissologies were out and I said you know I thought I was I said I was frustrated as a fan I said doc you know um that entire 1980 Sydney show you guys cut a few songs out he's like Mark we have a budget and if each one of those songs say there's 12 songs and they're each ten dollars and I'm using stupid simple math um if there's 12 songs but and they're ten dollars each but we only have a hundred budget a hundred dollar budget you're getting 10 songs, not 12. That's that's how those two songs got cut out. And we cut those out because we couldn't... Aff- Again, it's a it's $100 budget, 10 $10 songs, but it's a 12-song show. Two got to get cut if you want to see it at all. And that's exactly what they what they have to do. They like Michael was just saying, it's a budget issue. You know, if 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 um they're putting out a DVD and they can only afford, like I said, 10 of 12 songs. You're only getting a 10, man. And sorry, <laughs> that's, that's just the way yeah. economics work. And there's not a whole lot, you know, or they could go to their, you know, the, the owners and go, you know what, could you, could you give us a, a break on this? And can we buy all 12 for, you know, a hundred dollars? And, and listen, I'm sure they've, they always try to get deals and breaks and get it cheaper. But you got to remember at the end of the day, somebody else owns it and somebody else is going to sit here and go, I want $10,000. And somebody else in the kiss camp or the label or wherever has got to sit here and go, are we going to be able to get uh, that $10,000 investment back? Is it, will it sell ten thousand dollars more in product if we put that in there or will it have zero impact i mean it's the old argument of well why doesn't a band use a high-end record producer these days because it doesn't sell any more albums than it does without it and producers are expensive yeah well and real fast i mean the the history book which i love somebody who was involved with that told me they were at gene's house right and they said, you know, that photo, you know, you know, the picture of them at the U.S. tour, 76, that photo, you know, with the flag and everything. And this person said, there's like 200 shots from that day. 200. Yeah, yeah I'd believe it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, I was like, uh, and uh, most of them were unusable because Ace was falling down drunk, I was told. I mean, that's what he said. To me. <laughs> but, 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 you know, it, it, that, that's a perfect example. So if KISS wanted to add two, those 200 images into their library for licensees to use... The photographer right. would say, okay, it's going to be, you know, $500 an image. All right, here's right. your total. And then they're like, hmm, we really only need one. 
because yeah. you know the licensee doesn't matter if it's the thumbs up one or the no thumbs up one you know it doesn't matter at the end for what you're putting on a magnet so i mean it, it that's what it comes down to so much and again this isn't kiss this is just is a business it's a business right I mean, that's what I mean. I, as much as I, I mean, I love. I, I would kill for a Ted Nugent show from 1977 or eight, a full show. I'm like, why haven't they pulled? Why hasn't Aerosmith pulled out an official release of a 70s show yet? Like a whole. Hey, well, they did. They did the Texas Jam video. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had the videotape of that, but but you know what I'm saying. I mean, like that Pontiac Silverdome. You get like six, seven songs instead of a whole show. I'm like, I know. Oh, I love I, that. I, I missed. Yeah, for me, I missed everything, though. I mean, like I said, my first concert ever was Ozzy right after Randy Rhodes died in March of 82. It would have been Creatures, but they canceled the tour before they got to Pennsylvania, New Jersey, whatever. Hey, so, you know, Mark, oh. I, I actually, speaking of Ted, I bought, uh, matter of fact, through Backstage Auctions, I bought that, uh, I bought it from Ted Nugent himself. Well, he, he sold it through Jacques. But I bought that Hammersmith 76, um, 70, yeah, 76 or 77, videotape there's some of it is on some of it is on youtube but i actually i had it it uh cost me quite a bit to get transferred but uh, it came out real nice uh you know it, it's 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 good stuff and uh, mark i tell you what we got we got a wrap man we've been we've been over two yep. hours this has and, been uh, so so informative i mean this is the type of stuff i've always loved is just learning about the behind the scenes the business you know unfortunately yours is is a lesson built off of a very unfortunate, you know, circumstance, but it's a lesson nonetheless for everybody. If you're just interested in, you know, everybody who thinks it's just great, it's no problem. Just build a product, do, do it. No, nothing will happen to you. Well, that's not exactly true. Well, it's also the, the times have changed. I mean, like I said, 30 years ago, if I had a, if I was able to, well, get sell photos like that, like I had, I mean, I would have sold a thousand a day, I think, you know, like, especially when the reunion, when that came out, I mean, everybody was like just buying everything. When you go to a kiss convention, my table would have been gone in three hours, man. I mean, right. but times have changed. The collecting have changed, you know, what people interest have changed. And I know now the big thing is vinyl, you know? Yeah. But I appreciate Mark, it. Mark, like, thank you so much. This was, this was really informative. I love this. Yeah, and if I can say, like, I don't, you know, like I said, look on my, I'll have my Facebook page. It's just my name, Mark Scaltino. And if actually people want to reach me by email, it'll be markscal at comcast.net. M-A-R-C-S-C-A-L. I'm just going to sell, I'm trying to sell my club. You know, it's amazing too, and I'll let you guys go. It's like, first I thought it was like, well, maybe, you know, because my stuff's probably worth like 60 grand. And I'm like, well, who's going to have 60 grand? Nobody's got that kind of money. But then, like, hey, it, what was that? People in Florida had Paul and Ace, Gene and Ace for 50 grand to deliver to vault. And, <laughs> There's a small number of very, very rich fans. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, it's just trying to get hold of them who loves photos. I mean, like I said, see, I'm the photo guy. I've always been the photo guy. I can't believe there's not 10,000 of me because it's just like they're the most photogenic band in the world. But I get it. Times have changed. Like you said, people want to just get stuff off the internet for free and that's good yep. enough for them. I, I love having the tangible product in my hand. You know, it's just, it's more exciting for me. But Mark, thanks Mark, guys. I appreciate th it. Th thank you so much, thanks, Mark. Fascinating conversation with Mark. Uh, you know, I loved learning, especially because of the book and the photos. I mean, that's just something 
and not because of the immediacy of what's happening with other photo books, but kiss books seem to always be a topic of confusion amongst fans. It's like, well, why can't anybody just write anything they want and post anything they want? It's like there's a lot going on behind the scenes. Yep, a lot. And it's because I think it's a, a dream of a lot of people to produce a kiss book or something. Oh, it's 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 you know? it's something to be very proud of. It's a huge accomplishment, mm-hmm. but just because just the well, I'm a super diehard fan and I'm just doing it because I love the band and I want to support them. That doesn't buy you any protection anywhere. Right. I mean, that, know, that's what it comes I, down I to. I have a similar similar tale. I you know when 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 I was brought you know when I, I had lunch with Gene back in in '09, and you know he said point blank to me, he's like, you know, you're on Team Kiss now. The video stuff is done. You know, yep. I haven't fucking done yeah done one since. He I heard him loud and fucking clear. You know, he didn't say and we're gonna sue. He just said. No more. He didn't Stop have it. to. Yeah, yeah, he didn't have to. He just you you told me to my face. You're but done. I also don't. I didn't want good people demonizing them either because this is business. This is what happens. It is what it is. You hire attorneys to protect your assets. That, that's what it is. That's their job. I, I was hoping that was really clear too. I, I I really wanted to press that that Gene and Paul didn't have this powwow and go. You know that Mark guy and. You know, on the East Coast is let's, putting a let's, book out. Let's, let's drive them him. bankrupt. Let's fuck yeah, them they over. And, and if anything, like like we talked about, you know, Kiss's attorney did give him an out. Yeah, he just didn't have the best legal representation. And Michael, like you said, and, and it was it was a, something I was trying to hammer home here to anyone doing a Kiss product. If Kiss has sent you a cease and desist, and you haven't heard from them. It doesn't it's, mean it went it away. didn't mean that they've given Anyone you permission sent you a cease and desist about yeah. anything, anything, any legal. If, if, if a lawyer sends you a legal letter on something and you never hear from them for six months, doesn't mean it went away. Doesn't mean it went away because it could pop back anytime. Well, I tell you what, um, find out what your statute of limitations is. If it's seven years, you got seven years before they could come back to you on six years and the last day of the year. And fucking file it. So yep. unless you know exactly, you know what your statute is, uh, like like we said, um, they can come back anytime I, they want. I, I think the number one lesson of get yourself a lawyer right from the get go, who understands all of this and doesn't just say, "Ah, go keep doing what you're doing." Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> That's why when my when I have clients that need help with real estate, I send them to a real estate specific attorney. I do not send them to a bankruptcy attorney or an entertainment attorney. Yeah, you have to. Or you don't send them to cousin like. Bob, who's uh, filled out some paperwork for a lawsuit one day. Need exactly. a lawyer now. This is why attorneys specialize. It's no different than if you have a if a heart problem, you don't go and see somebody that works on feet. Plumbing. Yeah, it, it just—it's common sense. It's just unfortunate for Mark that he didn't vet his attorney better. Yeah, he but yeah, I mean, isn't, and, and, isn't Mark the every fan? He's us. He is. Yeah. Mark is the guy who loves Kiss photos and couldn't wait to share his passion with the world. If right. there was somebody who was doing things for the right reasons, it's that guy. That's one of the reasons that we wanted to have him on the show. 
this is a cautionary tale, you know? It's 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 oh, legalese. Yeah, it's, those, those reasons are all great that you're doing it because you love the band, because you're passionate, because you're a super fan. But those those reasons are not going to protect you from copyright infringement, from trademark infringement, from lawsuits, from cease and desist, from bankruptcy. You know, a bankruptcy lawyer doesn't care that you're the biggest fan in the world. The bankruptcy lawyer cares that there's $90,000 of money that needs to be collected somewhere. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't, don't wear those sunglasses and and go oh i'm a super fan i it'll be fine they get why i'm doing this if you're assuming that be prepared to get something legally mm-hmm. yeah so that's your uh lesson for today kids so how about homework what was what what did you learn yeah what did you learn yeah. about putting together a kiss product a project a kiss official kiss project and it would it would go for Nugent or Aerosmith or anyone else. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, oh yeah, these rules apply to if you yeah. wanted to do one on the Los Angeles Lakers, the Lakers organization. If would you want to do a three sides of the coin photo book, these apply. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's going to happen. <laughs> I got the trademark. I've already enforced it once. That's yeah, true. See, we're watching out for you, people. We are. Look, we, we just we, like I. This is we, a lunch and learn one. Today. Yeah, we thought this was something you guys would dig. Um, and, uh, you know, it was nice because I, I talked to Mark a, a while ago about, you know, sharing his story. And he wanted to do it when he felt comfortable. And uh, I want to thank him again. He's a damn good. As you guys can tell, he's a damn good guy. He's it's a good guy, guy man. Yeah. And, uh, and um, you know what? Uh, very happy that he shared his story and I hope you guys dug it because, you know, it's funny, you know, when I, cause Mark's my friend too. And when I was talking to him, you know, before in, in the past on the phone, I'm like, man, our fans would love to hear this stuff or the fans of the show would really love to hear this stuff. And he, you know, he came around recently when we had a, we had a discussion. He's like, you know what? I, I think I'm going to do it. He goes, I, I think it would make me feel better. And I'm glad he said that on the show. He's like, you know, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. And, and guys, let them know what you think. You know what I mean? And, um, well, I, 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 I would add, if you're going to reach out and contact him, don't ask him if he's got any books to sell. Please. Yeah, it's don't very be. clear he has no books. He's, and even if he did, he's not selling them. So stop asking him as that special favor. Hey, you got one just laying around you can sell me. Don't do that. He just told you too, because I'll tell you, you if you do do go on eBay or some of these Kiss sites or some of these Kiss auction sites, it does pop up every now and then, um, you know. And, and I will tell you, if you're a geeky Kiss fan, it is worth having. It really is a great book. It's too bad. It, How it much is it worth, get, Mark? Whatever anybody's willing to pay for it. <laughs> there you go. All right, you guys, you know where to go to leave your homework, facebook.com slash three sides of the coin. We got a page. We got a group. You can do it on Twitter. You can do it on Instagram. Um, Do us a favor. Head over to YouTube. Subscribe to our channel. Leave us a review and rating on iTunes. We greatly appreciate all of it. And uh, we're out of here. We'll see you. Oh, and we want to thank you for giving us two hours and two and a half hours of your time. That was so. a great conversation, Don't you people though. People have jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you people have lives. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. So you love the show. Go to itunes.threesidesofthecoin.com and leave your review and rating of Three Sides of the Coin. Thanks. Download your free free copy of the KISS School of Marketing. 11 Lessons I Learned Working with KISS. The number one downloaded business book on Noise Trade. Go to books.noisetrade.com slash Michael Brandvold. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. So you love the show. Go to itunes.threesidesofthecoin.com and leave your review and rating of Three Sides of the Coin. Thanks.